that's all right. I was up all Hi guys, night, we're back. Episode what episode are we on? Eighteen. We're on episode It's our quinceañera. We're on episode <laughs> Is it the fifteenth? Whatever your Spotify and Apple say, that's what episode we're on. Uh, I'm glad that we don't know. That means that we're what? We're lost in the grind. Yeah, we're just grinding. So this one, this this interview was awesome. Uh, an extraordinary human being that I'm lucky to call a really good friend, Birch. I think you're in his friend group now. We're now really good friends. So excited to share that one with you. But before we share a little intro into Devin. We got to cross the T's and dot the I's. You know what I mean? This episode is brought to you by Paysafe Associates. Are your merchant services fees crushing your bottom line each month? Tired of paying excessive fees that are eating into your profits? Let us stop you right there. It has been the craziest time for all businesses, but especially in the payment processing world, also known as merchant services. Let me cut through the hard to read statements and tell you what is really going on. If you're looking to add to your bottom line by only making one phone call, then you have found the right place to get rid of your headaches. Reach out to Cole Langford at 713-805-2866 or at cole at paysafeassociates.com. If what I just said confused you, then here's an example. If you're a current business owner or a future business owner, owner and you need help setting up a credit card provider, then you better hit up Cole's line. Cole has even said for every business owner that reaches out to him, Paysafe Associates will donate $10 to the Arbor School, which is the most comprehensive special needs education program in the Houston area. I think this is a no-brainer. You're saving money and you're helping out a great program. Again, contact Cole at 713-805-2866 or at Cole at PaysafeAssociates.com. Jared, I think we're almost wow. done with the first semester. Have you learned anything about your bottom line? This is what I've learned this semester. Turning in your homework late <laughs> and sending this is what I this is what I perfected. Turning in your homework late and sending your professor an email and explaining to them why you turned in your homework late, but I sadly haven't learned anything about the bottom line. So, here's our plug. Cole Langford, great guy, knows his stuff, knows his bottom lines, knows how to He's get a that hunk. knows how to get that interest real Cole low. Langford would be top four contestants on The Bachelorette. He he would be top four. But he's married. So still would be top four. Yeah, you're right. So hit up Cole. He's a he's a real nice guy. Okay, so this next episode that we're leading up to, this last week has been crazy, recording with Devin. Also, real quick, hats. I think we sold out the rope hats. Sold out the rope we're hats. In the, in we're in the process of getting those hats into the people's hands, but we sold them out. They look really good. Was not expecting the quality, especially on the both both hat orders. They both turned out great. Uh, we still have blue hats available. I think there's like four or five left. So hit us up if you want one of those. Uh, but the rope hats were sick. I think we need to order more, maybe a different color, but either way, Ooh. they're... You want to hear something about the rope hats that happened about an hour ago? So I, Donkey, are what? What, what is Donkey to us? He's uh, our social... He is your roommate. And right. But he to the podcast, how is he related? The inside the loop researcher. He's the inside the loop researcher that doesn't come to the podcast. Right. He's been... Well, we added him on like, what, two episodes yeah. ago? So he's he's only made one, though. <laughs> He's our full-time researcher who's come to one podcast. Yeah. And so 
I go, hey, Donkey, do you want a, your blue rope hat? And he goes, yeah, I'll take it. He grabs it, puts it on, and then I walk into the other room and he goes, man, I just, I don't have money to pay for this. And I said, well, you just said that you were going to pay for it. And he was like, yeah, but I don't, I don't have money. You probably pay. spent it on that new tattoo he got. He, yeah, he did get it. He get, did get some new ink. And we'll I, plug the tattoo on the podcast. We'll the throw ta- it on the story. Um, I don't know. I don't know if we oh, can. Oh, wait. Is this like a, his parents haven't seen um, it? Yeah, his mom might cry. So don't if you if uh, Mr. or Mrs. Blank are about to Mr. or Mrs. Donkey are about to see this podcast, please just shut it off. Um, create some huge diversion so that they can't hear this. Anyway, well, we'll get Donkey back story, on when we do this. Our full time researcher who's been here one podcast tried tried to scam us. Yeah. So you made the idea. You was it your plan to give the hat to your other roommate, or yeah. was he? Or and did then he it, say hey, my other roommate? This. Kobe stepped up to the plate and, and was like, yeah. And he was like, that hat is sick. Yeah. I want it. Completed it was the, the last one. It was the last one in stock. Completed the Venmo request. Yeah. Like before anybody else has. It was the last so, one. So shout out him. Uh, I do want to really quickly talk about an occurrence that we had the other week that we haven't had the ability to talk about yet. Let's, let's hear it. But your Craigslist meetup. Oh, God. For the keyboard. And so, we've got, Jared, I'm giving you five minutes. Okay, I can do, do this. this. I can do this much quicker than five minutes. Cool. So I wanted to get a MIDI keyboard to make music on, and so I shout te- out Sloan for shout out for, Sloan for, because for, this is the reason that I have it. And um, hashtag at Colin Surf, who I was actually they, just we, on Facetime yeah. with, which is really well, not fa- he was on Colin live. Surf was on our live, and I was talking to Colin Surf on our freaking Instagram live context, video. Give us some and context. And if you don't know who, who Colin yeah. Surf is, he is uh, one of the guys in Surfaces, which is a huge band. Their music is great. And this freaking guy is on our live and I'm just ta- saying, hey, Colin, like I know who he is. <laughs> yeah. And like he's not the coolest guy ever. And I'm <laughs> like, he's literally on my our live, which is insane that he's, he did that. So thanks for pulling up, Colin. But here we go with the MIDI, uh, MIDI keyboard story. Me and Tucker, for some reason, Tucker was being annoying and didn't really want to go to craigslist to this craigslist meetup with me and i had from the beginning i had a bad feeling about it a very bad feeling about it and you know that thing that you do we have a bad feeling about something and you still do it and it turns out bad i was right it was bad so me and tucker pull up to this hair salon of barbershop yeah. barbershop and and i'm like okay tuck Will you come in with me? Tuck goes, no. I didn't have, I had no mask. Okay. So I'm in there by myself. I walk in and an HBU coach is in there. And I'm like, um, what? And so we, we're doing, me and this HBU coach are small talking. And then the guy is in the middle of a haircut. He is. The man that you were buying man, a Craigslist item from is the barber. Is the barber. He, and he's in the middle of a haircut. He slides, he slides me the, um, the keyboard and I hand him the money and Tucker's going to get angry at me for doing that but he was he seemed like he was in a hurry and he was in the middle of a freaking haircut and so he handed me the keyboard I handed him the money and then I sat down and looked through the keyboard and there wasn't there a wire was missing from the keyboard and then I went I went back up to the guy who was no this is supposed to be brand new it's brand new this guy listed it this as brand new and there was like skunk organs and a bunch of random dirt and garbage all over the freaking keyboard it was not brand new so I look look through the um, the 
keyboard and I text Tucker and I'm like, Tucker, like the, the, the wire's not here. And Tucker's like, well, go get your money back. And so I go to the guy and I'm like, Hey, the wire's not in here. And he goes one second. I, and we are in the barbershop and he said verbatim one second. I do shows here. The cord is in the back. And I looked around this barbershop and I was said, what do you mean you do shows here? And he said, I do shows here, the cords in the back. And so he sits me down. He goes, hey, just go go sit down. I'll bring you the cord. I'm like, um, okay. And so I'm sitting down and Tucker's texting me pissed. And he's like, 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 tell him to leave, like all this if stuff. You, this is how unprofessional it was. That I could smell the unprofessionalism from in the parking lot. And I knew this wasn't going well. And Jared was like, just one sec, dude, one sec, I'm handling it. Well, at this point, I couldn't just leave because, one, this guy has my money. Two, I'm also talking to this HBU coach, so I really didn't have a big deal. Tucker is being a Karen in the parking lot. I don't know what he's doing just out there. And so I'm waiting on this guy to finish his haircut. Jared, you preface this trip as it's going to take 20 minutes. I didn't know the guy. Okay, whatever. Go on. And I'm I'm very briefly saying this story. So the guy finishes his haircut and we make eye contact. And then he goes, he like motions that he's going to be, he goes, hey, I'll be right back. I'm going to go look for the cord. Uh, 15 minutes pass, no cord. And I'm sitting there and there, he had a bunch of his like other friends that were like not surrounding me, but like kind of like coming near me. And then he comes back out the back where he was getting his quote unquote cord from and he sits down next to me which I thought was really weird and I like got my fist ready like I was looking (laughs) for people to fight because I thought these guys were just going to jump me I thought they were literally going to jump me and I was in there by myself and I was literally thinking about calling Tucker and be like hey like these guys are literally about to jump me I'm going to need some backup Um, and so the guy sits next to me and he uh, looks me in the eyes and he goes, bro, I ain't got a, I ain't got the cord. And I said, uh, yeah, I knew that 30 minutes ago. Can I have my money back and leave? And he goes, he goes, I don't got your cord, but I got this. And when he said this, he pulled out a, in his pocket was a bunch of like different baggies with a bunch of different narcotics in it. This ranged from everything from weed to, I don't even know what the other stuff was. It was probably some sort of pill, maybe like Percocets or Zans or maybe cocaine. And he was like, I ain't got your cord. I got this. And he said, we straight. And I said, no, what? No, we're not straight. No, we're not. And I said, give me my money back. And he said, are you sure, man? As if I didn't see his hand. He was like, still like being like, did you see my hand? Like his hand was full of a bunch of little baggies with all this stuff. And he said, are you sure? And I said, dude, yes, I'm sure. Like, and so I stood up and when I stood up, everybody was like, whoa, like I, I didn't know what they thought I was going to do. I was like, give me my money back. And honestly, it wasn't that cool. Like, I kind of wanted to, like, have to rip the money from him or, like, fight somebody. But then he just handed me the money back, and I handed him the keyboard. And then he was like, and he literally had the audacity to say, hey, man, like, if you ever want a haircut. <laughs> he goes, hey, man, if you ever want a haircut, just hit me up. And I walked straight out the door, straight to Tucker. And Tucker was pissed. And then I told him this entire story. Uh, That's see, the story. That was the best you've ever told it. That was the story. That was the best you've ever told it. Yeah, so I thought that was a necessity to tell that was before the- we intro this into Devin. 
if you have any questions about that story, drop a message in the in the DMs. That, that happened. Like that is a straight story. I can vouch. I can't vouch for what went on inside, but I can. I can attest to that's pretty straight up how it happened. And the area that we were in, I would we say that's in a pretty good right area. on. Yeah, yeah, we were in a good area, and that's why I wanted Tucker to come with me, because I knew something like this was going to happen. I didn't know that you were going to have to go inside a place. I thought the guy was going to, like, he was parking the parking lot. Yeah. Hey, like, here it is. Pull it out of his trunk. Check it out. Whatever. Because those are my past Craigslist experiences. You've it's never like had to go the guy into meets a you in a parking lot. barbershop? No, never. And... And I didn't have a mask. Once again, times are weird. You have to have those to walk into places. But if there was actually a fight that was breaking down, I would have I would have busted in without a mask and helped well, out. Well, I would have come out mangled and been like, yeah, they just jumped me. Thanks. <sighs> well, that's why I told you. Don't give them the money before you look at I it. Know, I know. That's your leverage. But, but he played it well. He was a good con artist because he, <laughs> he pretended like he was super busy with his haircut. Yeah. And so he knew, like, he knew. He didn't expect yeah, me to check. Yeah, he knew ahead of time. He, yeah. he didn't expect me to check the box, which... I don't know why he didn't expect that, but yeah. they're the only cord that you need to turn it on wasn't in there. Yeah. And then he said, I do shows here. It's in the back. And he came out with an ensemble of narcotics, tried to freaking trade me for it. Yeah. So, okay. That's a good segue into uh, who we're having on the podcast. <laughs> anyway, Devin is great. So Devin Smeltzer came in town after the Astros beat the twins. Unfortunately, even though I'm an Astros employee, Always hate to see a buddy get kicked out of playoffs. But the good side of that, came down to Houston like he does every year after the season. And him and his wife and his dogs uh, uh, stayed stayed here for a couple weeks. And we had a good time. Went out to Austin. Um, we got a podcast in. So Devin's background is kid from Jersey, southern Jersey, outside Philly. Uh, just a real tough kid. Tough mentally uh, when it comes to, to life and baseball. Uh, and so we were lucky that he got to share his story. Was a young young kid when he got cancer, uh, like a rare, a very rare type of cancer, and battled through it. And with that comes you know great stories. And 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 we were lucky that he came on here and really opened up. I think more than he has to anybody else, and really told us like the nitty gritty and stuff no one's ever heard about before. So we're excited to share that with you. Uh, I'm proud to be his friend. I think Jared's really proud to be his friend yeah, he's now. Great. So that's my rap, Jared. I don't know if it, there's anything else that stuck out to you. Dude, the thing that stuck out to me about Devin was he just, he's just a good dude. Like I had never met Devin in my entire life. And the first night I met him, we literally just hung out. We talked about pitching. He went through all my mechanics. He talked to me about like setting up hitters, what he does. I talked to him about his starts, like what he tries to do with his different pitches. And he just like wanted, so, wanted to like help me, yeah, which exactly. was so cool. Cause so he didn't one, need to do that. That's one thing about Devin is sometimes you feel like you're with a professional athlete and with Devin, you just feel like you're with a dude that you've known your whole life. Literally. Yeah. No, we he's didn't a miss human, a beat. It was crazy. He's a human being. He care He cares about you personally. And it, he never makes you feel like you're in a rut. Like he's he's in a rush. He needs to be somewhere. Right. He he's where his feet are. And at that moment, for I think an hour or so that night, he was with you and y'all just chatted. Really? And he, he was he answering have to every do question you he had. He didn't owe me a thing. So, uh, I mean, that just tells you what kind of guy he is. And he was he didn't miss a beat either when he was sitting down with us. So we're excited for y'all to hear this. 
Jared, do you have anything else to wrap us up with? Let's do it. I was just on freaking live with Colin Surf. Life is great. Uh, I got caught in a drug deal. Tucker was angry at me for it. Let's do it. I love you, Devin. All right. That's it. Here's Devin. Today's guest is one of the strongest, toughest, baddest dudes on this planet. Born and raised in Voorhees, New Jersey, a suburb of Philly, Devin grew up in arguably the grittiest and most hard-nosed part of the country, which explains to a T the type of person he is today. Dev grew up playing ball, pounding cannolis and cheesesteaks, and pretending like he was Vince Rapali on the Eagles game days. Devin's grit and never-quit attitude came from his childhood battle with pelvic rhabdomyosarcoma. Sarcoma. If you're wondering how tough Devin is, let's just say he continued to play baseball while he was going through chemotherapy treatment. Fast forwarding, Devin was declared cancer-free in 2012. While Devin was battling for his life, he managed to become one of the best baseball players in the country and found himself pitching in the PG High School All-American game and getting drafted after his senior year of high school. Devin forwent the draft and attended college for two years, where he was then drafted by the Dodgers in the fifth round of the 2016 draft. Fast forwarding again, Devin made his MLB debut on May 28, 2019 for the Minnesota Twins, who he is still pitching for today. We are honored by his presence and friendship. Devin, thanks for coming on. How the hell are you? Doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. So, how's it feel to be our 17th guest on the Inside the Loop podcast, which is arguably the biggest podcast in the world in the Briar Grove neighborhood? <laughs> it's great, man. I've been been waiting for this for a long time now, and you know we talk about it every week and planning it and just super excited to be here yeah we really have been talking about it i did you ever catch yourself like pre-game in the locker room thinking like okay like what am i gonna say on the podcast i think about that a lot like i i, I try to really plan out what i'm gonna say and you like, know was i know coach, you're gonna keep me on my toes was coach like going through game plan and like strategy you're like in the video room like going over your hitters and then you're like gosh like i'm really tripped up on a like what Birch is gonna ask or me? Like, you ever go up to Nelson Cruz and be like, Nelson, like, you know, striking out Mike Trout is tough, but I don't know what to say on this podcast or something like that. Um, also, Tuck, is that confirmed that we're the number one podcast in Briar Grove? I think so. I haven't, at least on this block. Should we go door to door, door to door, and ask, hey, have you been running a podcast? Yeah, and compare uh, what's it called metrics. What if there's a podcast in Briar Grove that Oh, man, we could go off. Um, Dev, how are you? <laughs> I'm great, man. I'm excited to be here. So, Dev's currently in off-season, for those that are wondering. Um, playoffs are going on. Dev Dev, and the Twins got knocked down the first round. Mixed feelings about that. We can get into that off-record. Off but before we get into life of Dev and Smelter, um, the ice has been broken. You've been in my house for three weeks. But... <laughs> Uh, we do like to ask Three questions. Three <laughs> coming Y'all here for five years. Uh, bunk bed right here. Or? Yeah, he's. We're we're recording both on the top. About, both on the top. Both on the top. Yeah. Dogs on the bottom. <laughs> would you rather, Deb? Would you rather sleep on the bottom of the bunk or the top of the bunk? I'm a top bunk guy. It's okay, like view. like kind of like, like the height. The guy it. that like looks over. You know, you can check the the guy sleeping down and you could like talk about stuff you control when you're on the top bunk you control the you momentum control. of the Devin bunk. had bottom bunk this last weekend at the at the lake oh okay. yeah. yeah so he felt we like had to put extra boards in because we were scared oh yeah you're right on us. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah anyways uh okay so my first break the ice question is did you ever have a moment when you were a kid where you did something that was so embarrassing and to this very day, you still remember it vividly. Vividly. Ooh, I don't even. Fifth grade. 
Okay, okay, here we go, right off the right off the bat. It was we used to do this like it was almost like a spelling bee, but it was questions kinda like a big trivia and you know, it would come up through your school. Okay. And then your winner would play the winners of the el- other elementary oh, this schools. this is super competitive. Yeah, this yeah. is like, it's like not even March sports. Madness it's like for huge, elementary yeah, school. huge deal. Right. Never got past the first round. Yeah. I'm just a fan. Yeah, yeah. Never forget, Shannon Violetti was up on stage, thought she got the question right. I thought she got the question right. I start going nuts. No. This is like an auditorium. She got an auditorium. <laughs> she got the question wrong, and whole place pin drop. Turns and looks at me, <laughs> yeah. just clowning, going absolutely insane. Was it at that no. moment where you're like, "Oh, what? Like, what am I doing?" Oh yeah, like I just kind of shrunk down, sweating. This is probably <laughs> yeah, where yeah, my yeah. sweating issue that started. Heat flash where you started you yeah. sweating issue. Oh, big time! <laughs> yeah. And I start just. I have that when I talk to girls. Questioning life in every aspect. Wait, okay. So what, to this day, it haunts me. What, was it like a? Did it seem? Was it? Did it seem like it was a disrespect thing? Like you were making fun of her, or because she got the question wrong? So it was like, oh, like ah, uh, like yeah. How did she respond to that? Was she like, ah, oh, you're everyone an idiot. was just like, what the hell is this guy doing? Did Shannon? And like, Shannon that's like a love story. Was she like, thanks for making me look yeah. like an idiot? No, was she like, thanks I, for being I my only fan. I guarantee you, guarantee you, if you ask anybody. That I've grown up with about this, they have no idea, no recollection. Oh, yeah, oh, that's, sure. that's exactly yeah, how I wanted to watch that moment, yeah. And I'm 25 now, this I was in fifth grade. Yeah, this was just absolute hell, and I still have nightmares. About that's it. perfect. So, so when I came up with that question, I thought I don't know why it came to mind, but I thought of my my vivid moment of embarrassment was it was when I was in kindergarten and more specifically at Poe Elementary and in Rice Village. and. I don't know what happened. Was this when you made out with that girl? <laughs> I was five. So yes. <laughs> so no. <laughs> Moving forward, I don't know what happened, but I remember I was pretty embarrassed or, or like pretty timid kid, and I think I just didn't like want to go to the bathroom or didn't want to ask, and so I was like trying to be. I was just trying to hold it, and it didn't work, and so, you know, it happened. I went. I went. I peed my pants and we're going to I think another class or maybe like recess and I'm walking out the door and I'm wearing like khaki pants and it's like oh you know little tuck had some wet pants <laughs> and and I'm trying to like <laughs> this is so funny thing about I tried acting like everything was normal and like super casual like not like putting my hand over anything like, just I was just like walking, I was literally wearing it <laughs> and the teacher was like you're a dog uh Tucker hold on and so the line kept going out, like, yeah. like the U-turn back. Just give you a little yeah. pat and she was sure. like, is everything okay? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And she's like, did you have an accident? And I was like, <laughs> I, was like I mean, yeah, I guess I did. Is so, I mean, I went oh, to like, the nurse's it. office. Here, here's a spare pair of shorts or something like that. Oh, no. So to this day, like, I, I'm like, oh, gosh. Like, I literally peed my pants. Like, it's like, well, it's like, like belt line to, like, ankles. What? To, like, your sweat nowadays. Sti- yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, was, yeah. It, was it, like, was it, like, flooding your shoes? Have you seen the, have I you seen the, the I, I guess think, I'll just I piss on the, the heavy, floor. Huh? TikTok? Have you yeah. Seen, have you seen that new TikTok trend where you pee on the floor? No. Really? Yeah, that's a trend. I've never seen that. I think, I think. I promise that's a trend. It I sounds crazy. It's a trend. Those khaki pants weren't today. They weren't like Lulu style today. We're like you know thin light cotton. So like that was heavy cotton. So it soaked it all up. Oh, Bishop Eustace. Mm. We had uniforms, <laughs> and you know I never really wore khakis in public school. Yeah, 
You ever peed in a urinal with khakis on? No. Oh, splashback. Oh, it catches every every drop, and then you got to sit there and wait for it to dry, and you just look like a complete dirtbag. All right, so my my next... Whoa, hold on, Tuck. Deb, I've got a question for you. Of course I've got a question. What are you talking about? Sometimes you don't. Um... So, we know you've got two dogs, mm-hmm. but let's say we live in a world, actually, we can have, we can use those, depending on how this goes, we'll change the hypothetical, but would you rather pick, okay, of these three options, you have to pick one option to live in your house without a cage, okay? Mm-hmm. So, and including your dogs. Okay. So, you can pick a full-sized Komodo dragon. Mm-hmm. No cage. You could you could pick two pygmy goats, male pygmy goats. I think they get up to like 140 pounds or something like that. Or you could pick three mid-sized lemurs. Okay. They're not allowed to live in a cage, and they basically just run rampant throughout your house. Which one of those options do you pick? The lemurs. The lemurs. Big monkey guy. Really? Love Are you going to put diapers on them? Probably, yeah. Okay. I feel like three lemurs. Also, like, Komodo dragons are dead. They kill you. Yeah, they'll kill you and anything and else they, in your house. Well, that can be a blessing and a curse. It could be an attack Komodo dragon that protects if you train it right. Am I wrong? How to train a dragon? How to, how to, there you go. They literally make a series out of that. So yeah, you pick the three lemurs. 100%. And they would just yeah. be like, do they I feel sleep? Like you could also like make an obstacle course inside your house, you know, for the lemurs. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you just have a better connection with the lemurs too. Like reptiles, there's not really much of a yeah, connection. No. Right. These are primates. Zero. All right. Kind of going off animals outdoors. If the world was ending tomorrow, mm-hmm. and God said you have one more chance to go fishing, mm-hmm. where where are you going, and what are you catching? Wow. Going to Florida Keys. Okay. Oh. So for those that don't know, De- those that don't know Devin, Devin is a big outdoorsman. More specifically, fishing. He's a Florida Florida resident. Takes a boat out probably every day. Catches crabs. Does does the whole thing. Catches so this is crabs. that's the context <laughs> of this question. While fishing, crabs. Crabs. And, yeah, yeah. So we're you're going to Florida Keys. Crabs. Yeah, bare hands. Yeah. <laughs> so you're catching. You're going to Keys. What are we specifically getting? My bucket list. Which is, yes, bucket list. I like that. Is a bonefish. They're the, they're the ghosts on the flats. They're one of the hardest fish to catch. Okay. Have you caught one? I've never caught one. Ooh. Is it like a legend? They're they're <laughs> yeah. just known to be among one of the, the, the among hardest the fish to catch. And um, you fish them in super shallow flats. They blend in perfectly. Mm-hmm. You can't get too close. You got to be careful about your shadows and noises. And really, yeah, wow. So it it's, just so like it's a straight finesse fish. Oh, one hundred percent. Like it's not one of those like it's like a power like oh I caught like a whale like my arms are burning. It's no, they're like, not a very big fish. Like wow. Like I want to say seven to ten pounds is like a big one. So and it's like a rare Pokemon or like a like oh, yeah. a legendary Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, how, dude, it sounds like it. Like catching it with a fly is is like. It's a people's bucket list fish. Like, it's one of the hardest things to do. Like, you can't just show up and, like, not know how to fly fish because you don't yeah. know how to do it. So, yeah. are you, like, pursuing this? I'm going to do this eventually. I got a bucket list. Are you going to, Are you gonna like, frame the fish? Are you going to, are you allowed to keep it? Well, there's it? rules on, you can't, on catching. You can't keep them. They're not. Yeah. They're, so, you take a picture with it. Take a picture with it. Yeah. Take a picture, measurements, and then you get it mounted. Mm-hmm. You should get a tattoo of it if it goes. Like a little bonefish tattoo? Maybe. With cool. the date? They're, they're a cool fish. Uh, Maybe we'll do that. 
All right, Jared, do you want to go with a question? Yeah, I've got the next question. Um, who would win in a fight? Ten Peter Pans or one full-size Shaquille O'Neal? <laughs> Does Peter Pan... Is he completely outfitted like Peter Pan completely normally? Completely outfitted. He's got oh, little... Oh, he's got tights on? Tights on. Like, even he's, like got the ten, he's got ten of his little shanks that he carries around. Yeah, like, his little daggers. Sh- throwing, see, throwing see, daggers. See, this like is where it gets interesting. If he's fully outfitted <laughs> fully as Peter outfitted. Pan... There's no way Shaquille O'Neal has a shot. Feather isn't and cap. He, isn't he like ten years old? I feel like that doesn't matter. He's yeah. a pirate. Yeah, kind of. I mean, Whatever. how many Peter well, Pans? Actually, he doesn't age. That's a hundred so years. That's a hundred years of Peter Pan, though. If you got ten of them, that's so much experience. Well, I think and he's older than that. He's because also he, from Neverland. Yeah, that's ten knives. There's no way Shaquille O'Neal can move fast enough to protect his. Yeah. You know, vital well, organs. I feel like Shaquille O'Neal could just playing devil's advocate. Standing a ten-year-old standing next to Shaquille O'Neal, or a, under a little person, like a like not a baby, but like more than a baby, like a middle schooler. I feel like that's how old Peter Pan is, right? Or what he's built like? I'd probably say he's like twelve. Yeah. Okay. Sixth grader. So, ten sixth graders with shanks that have <laughs> everlasting life versus Shaquille O'Neal. Should we say in his prime? Does that make a difference, or is it still I the Peter so. I don't think there's any shot. Have Peter you ever Pan seen Shaquille O'Neal fall? Yeah, they take him out once. It's it's a ten minute procedure to get him back up. That's he, true. They're just gonna be stabbing him. <laughs> that's true. There's no there's no way he can protect himself. That's it's gonna be like a bunch of you know when the hyenas attack like the lion and it's like they're all like surrounding him and they like nip at him like slowly and then it finally this is like an Animal Planet. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm imagining. Well, it's like real life Animal Planet from Neverland. Yeah, that's great. I wish I had like a. Uh, talent and animating stuff. Yeah. Because then we could totally put this to the test. No, I mean, and then, for sure. And then up to the algorithm, it's, you know, you know how we just for, like, the code. Super Bowl, the Super Bowl or, or, or NBA yeah, Finals, it, they'll it, do, like, the video game. Mm-hmm. Like, they run the video game, like, a hundred times. Run, or, like, a million times. Lakers won 99 yeah. hundred times in this finals. It, we could do that with 10 Peter Pans and one Shaq. Have, have you seen uh, Mortal Kombat. Avengers Endgame or in one of them where Doctor Strange and um, Iron Man are talking and they're be- trying to beat Thanos and Doctor Strange looks into the future and he's like, we only win whatever one yeah, out of every exactly. hundred million, and this is what has to happen. Exactly. So that's so. You're segueing me into my last question pretty well. If you're in a movie, it's what I do. What role would you like to play? Not a sports movie, and then whatever you decide, Jared and I will try and put a name on it. Like the name of the movie? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll try and we'll movie. try and name the movie. But the role, the, the role is up to you as far as what kind of character you want to play, and you can even give yourself a name wow. if you're that if you're that witty. Wait, hold on, everybody. Favorite wine on three. Ready? One, Wait, two, three. Savion Blanc. Blanc. I missed that one. I didn't even hear the question. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, keep keep going. He's on a wine guy though. Yeah, Cabernet. But okay. <laughs> um, big Batman guy. Okay, so you would want to be a. Superhero? Do you want to be the villain? No, I don't want to be Batman. You just want to be Batman? Batman's so cool. Yeah, Batman's cool, but I'm giving you the opportunity to create whatever character you would like to be. You said from a movie. No, 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 no. Anything. No, I mean, if you were in a movie, Batman could be your best friend. What role would you like to play? This is fully creative. You can pick whoever. If Batman's still your answer, it's Batman. But you can completely (laughs) be like, oh, I'm like the reincarnation of Tony Soprano and. My mom owns 
uh, cold cuts deli shop, and I also run a drug trade through it. Dude, I think okay. Just wait, be that's awesome Tucker. That's not a superhero. That's just well, I'm not saying a, that's just movie. No, that's just whatever role character. you want to play. Like <laughs> I'm saying, it can, it can be fully about, claimed. Like, I was I love how I'm from New Jersey. It immediately goes to well, yeah, Sopranos. Yeah, Sopranos. Yeah, I'm not even Italian. My last name's Smeltzer. Doesn't get any more not Italian. Well, anyways, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. My my point is, you can literally create a character. You don't have to pick. Like an existing one, you can still be Any a superhero, superhero. But, get, but you can pick your own powers. What is it? I don't want powers. I just I like I like Batman. He's a just Batman. Right, He's a well, visual Batman lane. can be hey. your best friend. All right, so now we're naming the movie. Uh, should we call it Batman? <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that one probably. I rings put it on a yeah. T for you. Yeah, but yeah, man, I don't. Batman is just... You can be, like, some type of fisherman that has, like, what about superpowers. Sydney sports? What about Smeltzer to Seltzer? Come on. Seltzer. And you sell Seltzer to You can't even go on a underage. boat. Not kids. <laughs> this isn't a roast sesh. <laughs> Are you getting roasted? Yeah. yeah. What, fi- he said fishing's not a sport. He said no sports. I, I understand, said, well, sport, I understand so I the term, it's a sport. But when you I say... stand up on my boat. When I say sports, I meant, like, <laughs> football, basketball... We hit a nerve. Baseball... Volleyball slash Colford, you know. All right. You got any more questions before this I goes said, into a I melee? I said, I said, Smelter the Seltzer, and you. Well, movie you know title. his Twitter name. Is that Smelter Alka the Seltzer? Smelzer. Alka Smelzer. Okay, there you go. So superhero Alka Smelzer, and Alka Seltzer, step in at any time. And um, there you go. And then you could be somebody that through your Seltzer, your light Seltzer, um, you can save. Are we lives. on the movie still? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, even, I lost that whole... I don't I even... Was, Jared, think of this. This is off movie stuff, but this is playing off his name. I tried starting this on Twitter for, with one easy tweet. Didn't get any traction, but right now we're in the age of... Uh, Hard seltzers. Of seltzer waters and drinks. Oh, 100%. I mean, if we can plug this guy with an alcohol company... Yeah, seltzer. It would be perfect. Bud Light seltzer. It would be perfect. Minnesota Twins, hello. The literally, there's so like much seltzer night for smelter there, night. There's like, come so on. much room to make so much money if you're a, a yeah, seltzer. Yeah. Well, the fans bag and, and smelts is, is you can have your own your starting seltzer, pitcher. smelter the seltzer section. That's what I'm saying. It would be, mm. be cool. It would smelter seltzers like it, it. It's easy, dude. It, it somebody, happen. somebody. Yeah, we need to transition the inside the loop into a marketing um, agency agency where. Yeah. I think this is our big break. Yeah. The LLC, we need it. Can we change the name? Creative Marketing Agents uh, LLC? It's like a cool can from Bud Light. Just a, yeah. the Bud Light smelter. Dude, version. and it could be just like designed with like your like tattoos and stuff. That's oh, what I'm saying. It would be so, yeah. it'd be so easy. It would be, it'd be amazing. Mm. All right, Jared, do you have any more uh, off, just out of the world, nothing They're to do with? They're my favorite um, questions. This one isn't, isn't that weird. This one's pretty normal. Um, so... Um, if we could go back in time, who do you think would be the best suited leader for the United States and its allies to lead us to a victory in the War of 1812? Here's some options. And not restricted to Sandra Bullock, Addison Ray, Lil Boosie, or anybody else. We really it's it's you are in you're in 1812 and it's what the um United States versus uh, Europe, I think England or something like that. I don't know. Um, who and they're like Devin. We need Is it Spain. We, I don't know. We need. I think so. We need somebody to. You need to appoint somebody to lead our country to 
a victory. Um, who are you, who you got? You can pick any. It's so easy. Okay. <laughs> it can't be. Okay. Also, let me. <laughs> yeah, we got you, you said that too confidently. Yeah, and if you say Batman, we're quitting this podcast. It can't be anybody with, like, war experience. Like, uh, well, well, okay, who are you going to say? See, we need hands, hands down. I mean, there's no question. I use them for baseball. Okay. So when you're talking Plain as day, motivational leader, Jocko all day. Who's Jocko? Jocko Willink. War vet. Like, I mean, as war vet as war vet gets. This dude can get me to run through a wall. Really? He can get anybody. Yeah, we'll we'll look him up after this for sure. Do you... But I, I was gonna trans. I was not... Oh, I was just gonna bounce that off of, like, do you listen to him before you, like, you pitch? Or, like... Um, I usually just listen to him... He's got a podcast. Like you just listen yeah, like a podcast. It's, it's, I don't listen to much pregame or whatever. So but like you're about like, to go to sleep. Like I'm telling you, up. telling you right now, don't listen to him before bed. Okay, that's what I was. That's and the like, joke that I was like, getting listening at. to him before a game is arguably going to get you over the edge, like yeah. way too much. He's got really? a. He's he's one of the, he has a voice that sticks out that like he just talks. Once you hear like, him, you're like, oh, that's yeah. Jocko. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. His his podcast with Dan Crenshaw was just oh I of course yeah Dan Crenshaw's inc- got the eye patch yeah he's incredible great. it had me so if you had to no military experience no military experience who we Nelson Cruz really <laughs> let's yeah. go no doubt that's such mad respect he's, Nelson Cruz would lead us to a eighteen twelve victory I, I personally Captain think Nelson just, Cruz just being being with him Capitan for you know the year and a half or whatever mm-hmm. I've been up and down he's just a good leader doesn't say much off the field like yeah. he's in a dugout he's a clown and he's yeah. constantly yelling and stuff but um, you know the off the field the way he handles himself is just there is no other that's kind awesome. of just a guy such a just a guy you want to follow about somebody. Steps. Yeah. you think yeah. he could write up a pretty good war strategy um like sp- I'd like to say he can ded- dedicate himself to Is it. Is there going to be a... Do you think he'd be more strategic or he'd be like, it's, we're, we're, like running, we're running right at yeah. him? Yeah, I think it would be more of like a a, a Spartan-type deal. Where yeah, that's what like, I was about to say. Rally him up and let's just charge. And He's got the perfect like war nickname, too, like Boomstick. Boomstick. Like, yeah. he's got the perfect war nickname. Just pull out his bat. Yeah, his weapon would be sick. Watching Nelson Cruz hit, so, hit home runs has got to be fun. Like, Shagging BP... With the team that we have, is there are so many times where I, I wish there was videos of it, where these dudes are hitting mm-hmm. and the whole outfield is just like it, just watching the balls like nail the scoreboard and stuff and like, like that. You watch the trajectory of them and you're like, wow, that was launched, like, but because he hits them so low, it's like ah, it's only going to be the second deck, and then it's like three quarters of the way up the third deck, and you're just like. Like that was not gonna stop until until it hit something between him and 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 Sano and yeah. you know, some of the other guys. I mean, it is just like we've already had a Sano story on here from from Jabot when Jabot, when y'all were playing the Rangers the day after I came and visited you. Mm-hmm. Sano hit a bomb, and Jabot's recollection of it was just he hit the home run, and the only thing you heard after is because the Rangers the dugouts on the first base side is just his chain going up and down, up oh, and down, up and down. That's funny all. story about that. First time I played with Sano, he's got a rehab start in Double A in mm-hmm. nineteen. I'm pitching. 
uh, he didn't call. It was like a swinging bunt or something. He didn't call for it. I'm running hard. He's and playing all I hear third? Is, he's playing third. All I hear is, ching, 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 ching. And I'm like, oh, shit. So now, <laughs> I like, duck, get out of duck the way. and roll, get out of the way. Dude, if he would have hit me, it would have been like cartoon. I would have been smushed into the ground. But then from that point on now, if I hear the chains, I'm getting off the <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. I didn't off, even think about that. Getting off the tracks. Because, dude, if he hits you, it's just... Oh, he's, he's not only is your career human. over, like you, your life is gonna be is altered forever. <laughs> like he's just. So does he call it, or do, is the just chain calls it? I don't even know. I, I just know not to get in his way when yeah. I hear the chains. You just you just keep moving. Uh, wow, that's awesome. All right, moving on. That was good. That was good combo, and we literally could keep keep doing that forever. Yeah, we really could. All right, but I want to transition into childhood, and I think the bulk. Not the bulk, but but the heavy stuff is going to be your childhood. Mm-hmm. And then we'll transition. I mean, it's a happy story, nonetheless. Um, but grew up in Voorhees, right? Am I saying that right? Yep. Uh, the Voorhees, New Jersey. Or also known as the He's. The He's. Uh, so, Dev, you grew up. I know, your, I know your parents. I know your brother. So it's just y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, grandma lived with us, too. And grandma. Uh, how was growing up... And Southern Jersey for for two Houston kids, um, what was it like growing up in a in a town, South Jersey outside Philly? So I grew up in a like a very Jewish populated area, mm. um, which I didn't realize how low the numbers were in other places until like I started You're, playing travel ball a little yeah, bit. Yeah, older, kind of had an idea. I've been to more bar and bat mitzvahs than most <laughs> Jewish people have been to. A bar and bat mitzvah? Yeah. So bar like and bat mitzvah. Like bat mitzvah's girl, bar mitzvah's oh, boy. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. Okay. It's like their their party into adult adulthood or whatever. Mm-hmm. And my God, like my wedding, like coolest party ever. <laughs> These parties make my wedding look like, you know, a little get together at Chuck E. Cheese's. <laughs> <laughs> like... Can't imagine the money spent on these parties. Oh yeah, like elaborate, like performers come in, hundreds of people, just ragers. It got to the point where like Sweet Sixteens came around, and they weren't fun anymore just because we had partied out when we were thirteen. <laughs> Literally, and they lift so, you up on the chair. So yeah, best part, dude, <laughs> going up and down. So I'm transitioning that into what other other than your bar and bat mitzvahs. What other activities was like a like a regular thing to do in, in like South Jersey? Pumping in the with club your, with your pals. Like honestly, it, like it's like funny like, like looking back, you know, I really lived a Sandlot life. Cause that okay, so my I have yet to go back to Jersey with you. Wait, hold on, can you describe the Sandlot life? Well, I was gonna say, like, I think of and we're gonna talk about Invincible, uh, like yeah. real quick, but like I think of like that boneyard like front yard park snow gritty like tackle football with no pads on or like on the grabbing concrete. the bat playing this like i just think of like that Play area with the bottle cap. that's what i think of and so like growing up we if we weren't at rabinowitz which was our town fields which the only difference between the sand lot and that is like you know we had ridiculously nice fields like okay. all turf and oh yeah, yeah okay, like, okay just awesome right. stuff and um you know when we were there man Bree and I talk about this all the time. You know, I would give anything to have one day to go back. Yeah. And, like, we would play a game. Everybody would be there. 
if you weren't playing in a game, you're playing wall ball, you're playing manhunt, sun goes mm-hmm. down, now it's night games, like, you're playing manhunt <laughs> in the dark, and it was probably like, oh, what do we have, two, three, four, five, six or seven fields, so you can think how big this park is, and then it was all surrounding woods, and then there was an elementary school yeah. through the woods. So these manhunt games, and jail would be on top of the dugout. <laughs> um, and then if you're playing the games, you got your buddies heckling you, and you know we'd play home run derby as we got older. We'd go back yeah. down to the 200 field. Well, you and can actually get it out. We had uh, it was like fence and then trees. And as we got older, it was like who could get it over the trees. <laughs> um, we had the big barrel blue catalyst. Oh Ooh. yeah, best bat ever made. I mean, and it's we would just 100% go, cracking at some point. Oh yeah, I still have one. But oh gosh, and I'll hit with it every once in a while, and it's just like I remember those in little league, and they would crack all. Everybody would have mm-hmm. on the team, so like there'd be a couple cracked or whatever. You send them back, you get a brand yep. new one. It's yep. like oh, you got the new one. Let's yeah. use it. <laughs> but no, we we lived the Sandlot life, man. We we created this game and we called it Gas Man, and we'd play on the hundred foot field. With an aluminum bat and a tennis ball. No gloves. Okay. You'd stand, God, I don't know, 35, 40 feet away. Yeah. Got the name Gas Man for a reason, and you are just letting it eat. <laughs> and, I mean, if you if you connected, you were either going to, like, absolutely destroy somebody yeah. or it was going 800 feet. Right, right, right. <laughs> we would play this game for hours and hours and hours and... You know, transferring over from baseball, we we created a a football league that I think we were in high school. It was my freshman year of high school, eighth grade maybe, and it called Noffle, the Nerf Outside Football League. Dude, it's crazy how different parts of the country play like different games mm-hmm. and how they're like made up. I right. think because I've never heard of Gas Man or anything like that, no but way. like we played like variations of like mm-hmm. wiffle ball, baseball, or tennis ball, baseball. But it's just hilarious how like. Like, did you did you make that game up on your own, or was that just something that like you it was knew, like you grew up playing because you just knew middle it. school lunch table, like but, we're mm. creating a football league. <laughs> What's the name gonna be? And it was like, do you remember when Nerf came out with that like all weather thing, and it was like orange and had like raised laces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like could catch it, throw a perfect spiral. Oh all yeah, the time. every time. Yeah. So we were like, all right, that's the ball we're using, and we're like, all right. Nerf outside football league. Yeah. Wrote it on the ball. Like that's awesome. But it was tackle. Yeah. So Ryan Piscatelli you know, was one of the boys growing up yeah. and he put a hit on me coming across the middle. <laughs> Piscatelli to he's this in day the mafia. So, oh for sure. Keep going, yeah, yeah. To this day, like, you know, I close my eyes sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I came across the middle and he played football. Was he it was big? a little unfair. Never a big dude. He's, okay. he's probably, you know, six foot. But the dude was ruthless. Yeah. And he speared me. And I was airborne. <laughs> no pads. Just took the shoes <laughs> off. Like, trying to breathe on the ground. And then you're breaking up the fights and stuff. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. yeah. Breaking Always up the fights. fights. Yeah. yeah. Dude, looking breaking back, like, fights. looking at, like, my brother's age, who's six years younger. And, yeah. like, that age group. Because, you know, a lot of our friends had younger brothers and stuff. Right. They looked up to us. Like, they didn't fight like we did. Oh yeah, we fought so much like yeah. fist fights. There's like, always like someone's getting middle of football game like you're just, you're just pissed because you got tackled, 
and you look like an idiot. Oh, yeah. So now you're yeah. steaming hot, and like you're yeah. just trying to fight the dude. No, you either win or you fight. Like if you're losing, <laughs> if you win, you're probably not gonna fight anybody. But losing. if you're losing, you're. It you was even like that playing like Xbox sometimes. Like yeah. playing Madden. And oh. It's like and, oh, and you get laughed at because you get, and then it's just like you drop the controller, lose, lose and just the game, <laughs> lose the game, win the fight. You know. But we used to play Sting Pong. Oh yeah, that Which gets was just that gets mean. So stupid. Looking back, <laughs> with like, all the welts all over you, like. What, what possessed us to play that game? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. But it led to so many fights, and, like, <laughs> Anthony D'Amico was one. We fist fought all the time. Ricky Neal, we fought all the time. D'Amico. Um, okay, so... But we were boys. We'd fight, and then, like... Yeah. No, we'd be... Yeah. Then, yeah, then yeah, you're yeah, good. Okay, See, that's the thing is that you'll fight, and but then you're boys, and then, and then it's fine. I feel like kids nowadays are yeah, so, like... fight means you're an enemy. So petty, yeah, and, like... Yeah. They hold everything in and don't get it out. And like I always joke to my parents, like they waited too long to have my brother because six years apart we couldn't beat the crap out of each other. Yeah. So it was just constant Tension, words yeah. and you know festering. Yeah. Where if we could have just beat the living hell out of each other, yeah. Like, I then feel there's like, like a mutual respect. And, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So I, <laughs> Jared made the the silent hint of like mafia. All I literally, the mafia. I, all literally these guys. I literally have the question: Is did you ever find yourself knowing people in the mafia? Or were you ever at like a pizza parlor and like the? Or there's, there, I mean, one of those spi- one of those Spigatellis and Diamica, like they've <laughs> all got to have like ties. They kill people. Like my area, it's just not prevalent. It's yeah. just I, that's what it, they want you to. They think. hit it. They hit it well, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but it, like, don't ask questions. Yeah, there's no there's no questions asked. My name's Smelter. I don't have the ability to ask questions. <laughs> and my wife's maiden name is Inamorato, so yeah. Well, I know pretty Italian. I know Mister. Oh yeah, no, they <laughs> never never cross paths that I know of with anybody in the mob. Yeah, but gosh, be I pretty wish. cool if I did. I wish I did. I wish in a good way, on the good side of things. Yeah, I don't feel like you'd be. I feel like. If you did know the mafia, I think you're one to kind of be t- not taken in, but protected. Just be like, ah, I'd sm- like to think so. Uh, Smelt a kid. He's a good one. You know, my hey, love of Italian food hey, uh, and, and cannolis. Yeah, and gabagool. And yeah, hey, gabagool. Hey, Paulie, Paulie, uh, keep an eye, keep an eye on that Smelt a kid. Okay, he's got something going for him. But yeah, let me tell you, Voorhees, New Jersey. You got a better chance of the Jewish mafia <laughs> than the, the Italian Does mafia. Does that exist? The Jewish mafia? I don't know. Bro, there's a mafia for everything. Yeah. Everything. Is there All a right. Briar Grove mafia? <laughs> yeah, dude. I was in it. I, I'm still in it. <laughs> All right. So, d- correct me if I'm wrong. You were nine when cancer came. Yeah. So, just take us through, like, before you're diagnosed, because I've heard the story from you. Um, and then, like, the process of, like, going to the doctor, and then when you did find out you were diagnosed, like, thoughts, feelings, um, going being, forward yeah, from like that. Yeah, like, being nine years old and... Cause I, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll spark it. I just remember you telling me, like, being at baseball games and just having, like, that constant feeling of having to go to the bathroom. Yeah, so, I mean, it started out probably in March of 05, where, you know, things were off. Yeah. Um had to go to the bathroom a lot more and again things were just not yeah. right like you could just feel like just something just was wrong okay. like you know obviously we know the story now that the tumor was growing in my bladder yeah mm-hmm. so the bigger it got the less volume my bladder could hold mm-hmm. just pressure so you know i drink one tenth of a, a bottle of water and yeah. it's like i gotta go now right but then i'd go and there'd you know be nothing to come out mm-hmm. But, you know, early on, it, it wasn't that bad. And 
you know, I'm playing through through summer ball and kept getting worse and worse and to the point where, you know, I'm sprinting off the field every half inning and, you know, Always antsy, kind of doing kinda, the PP yeah, dance instead yeah, of yeah. feeling like the gotta kid, go. The kid and, right that's like pulling out his pants, yeah. like, um, <laughs> eating the worms. Yeah, you know, I was pretty shy back then, and everyone was like, "Look, if it's that bad, just like you know, turn yeah. and go through the fence. Like yeah. it's no big deal." And Plus, your kid, you can get away with that. Yeah, you, you really can. At nine, yeah. So um, I didn't get away with that in high school, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it got to the point where you know maybe we should you know start looking into some doctors yeah. and. God, I, we were in Disney World, and God, they they must have thought I was like real special. Like something was going on with yeah. this kid because we'd sit in line for fa- fast track. I'll never forget him or test track. Yeah, on test track. We wait an hour in line, get to the front. I'd be like, I gotta go. Like, there's no way I can hold it. No. Yeah, my parents are like, Yeah, all right, yeah. let's go. We get back in that line. Like same people were working. We get back to the front. I'm like, man, I can't make gotta it. Gotta go again. No, and these people oh. are like. And I think it was the third time. I, I'll, I'll never forget this. They were like, you guys want a fast pass? Like, you guys can skip, skip the, the line. line? Yeah, yeah, My parents were like, yeah, that'd be great. We were going on four hours of trying to get on this ride. And like, yeah. we're next up. And I'm like, no, no, yeah. I can't make it. No. Um, we went to a doctor down there. And this is where it gets bad. It was just, everyone kept telling they They would do this thing. They, they put their hand on my bladder. And they'd be like, yeah, your bladder's full. And I'm like... I know. Like, yeah. I can't go. Like, I have to constantly right. go. Like, I don't... They're like, okay. Like, they gave me these medications for, you know, bladder infections, UTIs, I was gonna like, say all that, this stuff. I was going to say, it sounds kind of like a UTI where it's yeah. like you have that feeling of having kind to go. Kind of painful but, to go when you have to yeah. go to. And turns out this one doctor gave me these pills that, you know, are for, like, middle-aged women. Like, I'm nine. Should have never got them. Yeah. Oh, goodness. They look like... Uh, like the brown M&M's. Uh-huh. And I'll never forget. They turn all of your, like, bodily fluids, like sweat, tears, pee, a different color. That's and it wild. was, like, this bright, like, Mountain Dew almost color. It's like that Gatorade commercial when we're younger. So like, you know, I sweat like crazy, but yeah. I had, like, a white T-shirt, like, dyed it Mountain Dew. Like, my tears, like, I was crying in the doctor's office, like... Wipe it away, like du- like, dude, like green? weird stuff, like Mountain Dew green. That's wild. Like a crazy. neon green, neon green, like That's change crazy. sweat, tears, like everything. My pee yeah. was like this yeah. electric That's color. Um, so again, we keep going, we keep going. All these different doctors on the East Coast, and it gets to the point where I'd pass something. Um, I'll never forget. It was the backfield uh, at Rabinowitz. Ran in between his innings behind the shed. I went and, like, little TMI or whatever, but, like, whenever I would pass something, yeah, stream would stop. Mm-hmm. And then it would, like, poof, like shoot out. And I was yeah. like, oh, what the hell is that? Yeah. It's like this alien-looking thing. And I told my mom. She's like, nah, nah, nah. Really? Nah, nah. Yeah. So long story short. It's like something you don't want to, like, accept, you know? You're like, no way. Yeah, yeah no, no way. way. You're passing yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. Um, Austin Frieden, who was in the wedding, mm-hmm. kid who blacked out. Yeah. Uh, at the wedding? <laughs> Off right, we'll talk nah, about it. Not from alcohol. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, just blacked out. Um, his dad was like talking to my dad, like, hey, you know, um, Harrison Steckler, my dad was coaching the team. Harrison Steckler was a kid on the team. 
hey, his dad um, is like top pediatric urologist yeah. in the country. Oh, wow. What a blessing. Well, well let me give you this okay. first. So I, we were going to CHOP. CHOP's like, yeah, we can't get you in for three weeks. And my mm-hmm. parents are like, okay, whatever. We made the appointment. They're like, my mom's like, please let us know like if anything, any cancellations, like we'll come yeah. in earlier. That was, say, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, my dad finds out about Steckler. Mm. Call Steckler. He's like, yeah, come in tomorrow. Come in, never left. So had MRI. And, you know, you think I'm ornery now. Like, I was just a, I was a pain in the ass back in the day. <laughs> Way worse than I am now. And doctors and nurses especially, I, I'm forever grateful for them because mm-hmm. I was just a complete <laughs> douche to them. Yeah. So... I'm like, don't touch my left arm. I got a pitch tonight. Like we had a, cha- <laughs> oh, we had a wow. championship game in this Magnolia tournament. It was yeah. full circle for my dad. My dad grew up in Magnolia playing on these fields. Like, we're lined up to win this thing. Yeah. So I go in the hospital for this checkup in the morning. Whatever, yeah. no big deal. I'm like, don't touch my left arm. Yeah. Freaking nurse <laughs> pops my vein. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Got to go to the left arm. I'm pissed. It's taking forever. They're doing all the, the MRI tests and... I learned this later, but whenever they start calling in more doctors, yeah, it's never a good sign. Right. Um, I'm like, we're just gonna run a few more tests. Yeah. We're gonna run a few more tests. Yeah. I learned that's just like the worst thing you can hear. Um, and they kept calling in more and more doctors, whatever, reading the results. We're like, we're gonna keep you overnight. My, oh, God. I was like, oh, I got pitched tonight. This yeah. ain't right. Yeah team called I'm crying team's crying you know they've won the championship yeah uh, whole family's like everybody's crying yeah um, next morning they're like we're gonna do a biopsy like we're gonna go in um, so I was like okay whatever early morning biopsy get the biopsy I wake up from the biopsy I look down and I have a, a port in yeah and I was like what the hell is that and I hadn't found out anything yet. And it's funny. I love him to death. Uh, Dr. Steckler is very cut and dry. Okay. Like, when it comes to kids, like, a little harsh sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Greatest dude in the world. I, I like, you know, I'll still keep in touch with him here yeah. and there. And I talked to his son not too long ago. Very harsh. Like, little little backstory or front story. He, uh, we're at a Christmas party. He comes up to me and goes, hey. And at this point in my life, I avoided him at all costs. And I feel bad, but it was like he, he always wanted to do some some messed up stuff to me because, yeah. you know, the checkups were, were not fun. Yeah. He goes, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. You got to come in for a scope. And I'm like, oh, God, we're at Christmas party, man. Like, and I'm yeah. not going to sleep for like five days. He's yeah. like, give the, give the office a call. Like, <laughs> we'll set it up. And so go back. He comes in and he... My dad tells the story the best. He, uh, yeah, can I talk to you in private? My dad's like, yeah, sure. They, like, slide to the end of the bed. And he starts just rambling everything off, and I'm just like... My dad's like, why don't, why don't, we, uh, why don't we step outside the yeah. room or whatever? Yeah. And you can still hear it. He was like, can we talk in private? You can hear everything going on. <laughs> he went from right next to me on the bed to, like, the end of the bed. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I'm okay. nine, but, you know, my ears work. And yeah. Uh, started they, they gave my parents the option uh, 
for reproductive purposes to, you know, start treatment right away. Yeah. Or offset treatments for two weeks, pre-onset, puberty, harvest, all that kind of yeah. stuff. And my parents are like, no, we're starting treatment right away. Yeah. They start treatment. Um, never left. I was there for like two months that first stint. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, month, month or two months. It was rough, man. So, but, wait, did, so who, like... Bro- broke to you slash explained you the news of like what was actually going on god it was kind of like partially that dr steckler part there yeah and, um no, was there ever like a moment where to... it was like hey like you have rhabdomyosarcoma which is like a this this this, this. it's crazy like i have such vivid memories of like everything I can't remember. Or it was just like a, hey, like, finding we've got to fix something. And, yeah. like, you were just in the middle of that, yeah. just, like, going through the process. Because I, I think, like, you know, at nine, like, it was a slow explanation of right. things. Like, you know, your life's going to be different. Like, telling a, a nine-year-old, hey, you have cancer. Doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't like, mean, process, it doesn't yeah, mean anything, it, really. And, but yeah, your, that I'm point, sure like, they talk to your parents and said, hey, like, this is what Dev has. Yeah. And it hits them differently because yeah, yeah. they know more about it. 100%. Like, my grandma, you know, she had breast cancer the year I was born. Mm-hmm. But that was like the only cancer I'd ever really been right. around, and I was what one, right? Their first birthday yeah. or whatever. And so it's just it was being like, sick to like a yeah. Kid. So you know, I don't even remember any of that stuff. So this was like my first experience. So cancer was like, oh, I'm sick, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Didn't realize it was going to be like, you know, you put the world on your finger and spin it. Yeah, like, you had no idea. Like it was the impact, like yeah. the re- like what we're talking about right now. Like yeah, how like, big of an impact it's made. That was not in your yeah, mind like, at that time. One day, Sandlot life. Yeah. Next day, you are a full grown ass man. Yeah. Like, you need to grow up and fight for your life. Yeah. Like, type deal. And, you know, that had to happen fast. And, like I said, I was, I can't imagine that there's much worse right. patients to deal with than right. me. I was so, uh, so just pissed off. So, the kid that you were just going off of, like, you saying, like, you're a little pest, you know, like, don't touch my left arm, I have to pitch today. Well, when you did get out of the hospital, and you were still going through whatever treatment and, 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 you know, fighting the sickness. I mean, you were still like, I need to get back and play baseball. And I've heard yeah. you say it in interviews and, 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 and on TV of just like, it was like the biggest sense of normalcy in my life. And yeah. like it, you got away from the hospital, you got away from all the treatments, baseball, friends, you know, sport, like you just completely submerged yourself in that. Yep. And that's insane to think about like this kid. You know, and I'm sure it was pretty evident. Like you were bald, you had no hair. Like oh, you were going I, through yeah. chemo, and this kid's out there, and you're like, "Holy, yeah, this kid!" Like what? Like the timing of things. Like if there's a good timing, yeah, it's how it happened. So yeah. I was diagnosed in August, right? Okay. So in Northeast, you know, you're hitting fall ball. So I miss fall ball, whatever. Right. Um, I wasn't playing basketball or anything at this point. So I went into that winter, you know, just fighting. But when spring came around. Treatments didn't get easier, but when you're dealing with rhabdo, thank the Lord, it, it responds extremely well to the chemos we have. Okay. But it's extremely aggressive. Right. So early on, they just beat the living hell out of yeah. you. Yeah. Weak. I mean, beat the living hell yeah. out of you to make sure it's under control. Right. Once we got out of that phase... Um, I mean, I looked the doctor straight in the face. I was like, you know, can I play baseball? And he was like, "It's the first question, yeah." What? Like, yeah. My one, the nurse practitioner, who's the head nurse, was like, "Hell no! Like, you're not playing baseball." Um, 
And the main reason is, so when you're getting the chemo radiation, one, your immune system's down. That's why you can't go to school mm-hmm. and, and all that Around kind of different stuff. Kids, yeah. Yeah. The other is your, your platelets, uh-huh. which is your ability to uh, clot blood. Right. It thins your blood, um, plus a low immune system. So you got a risk of infection. And then on top of like injuries and stuff, like you just don't heal as well because yeah. of the platelets. So like I would go like you could go like this to me. And I would have a bruise like yeah, that. I'm already telling you that. Yeah. So I get the okay to play. He's like, look, but he always call me buddy. He's like, look, but just don't be diving. He's a baseball guy, <laughs> yeah. Yankees fan. I, I don't hold it against him. <laughs> but he's like, look, but don't be diving. Don't be getting hit by pitches. Like nine year old through high school, me loved nothing more than getting hit by a pitch. Yeah, you were uh, the scrap and jerk dog. Yeah. yeah, like that's just the Northeast way. Yeah. First tournament out. Dude, it was like letting the dogs off the leash. <laughs> oh, I got I'm doctors in my ear. Oh, God. Double header. Um, Are your parents just holding their breath in Mom the stands? cried. I don't, like, you saw it. Right? My see, debut. Yeah. yeah. Like, healthy is a, you know, healthy <laughs> is a dog or whatever. Like, <laughs> she, she cried just constantly. My yeah. dad just so prideful. Yeah. But, my God, I'll never forget we were in Virginia. I was playing for the Young Guns, double header. It was like 186 degrees. I pitched, pitched game one and played well or whatever. And then second game, I played center. Mm-hmm. In between games, I slept. It's like I was so beat. I just wow. I yeah. slept on yeah, the bench. I'm sure. Dude, this is mid like mid treatments. Yeah, treatment like full full board treatment. Yeah, I. Uh, go out and I'll never forget I dive for a ball full extension you know Mike Trout going all out Mike Trout let's go bruised and I'm like yeah 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 I'm fired up like I'm just as fiery now as I was then and same game take one two drilled oh my god and it was like before the Evo Shield days too oh Oh, yeah yeah. bare skin just getting drilled yeah and it was like lat area and I'm skinny now, but at this point, yeah. you know, I'm down, you know, probably 20, 30 pounds. Yeah. So I'm looking, you know, 55 pound, you know, nine, 10 year old, 60 pound, 10 year old. Yeah. Um, and I had this bruise. It looked like a tattoo. Like you could see every detail of the ball. Wow. And I went in and was like, look at this. <laughs> so and Doc's happy. like, come on, bud. And the nurse is like, like losing her mind, but That's I was so proud incredible. of it, man. And like, dude, it, for the first time, I just felt like a kid again. Yeah. Because there was no school, there was no movies, there was no, you know, anything. Yeah. Like, it, it just felt so good to be a kid yeah, again. Yeah, the freedom of that. So, fast forwarding a little bit uh, to your make a wish story. And, you know, everyone's seen this the picture. This will make, uh, and oh, yeah, no, that we, wasn't my so, make-a-wish. So, the Phillies? Mm-mm, that what wasn't was a make-a-wish. So, Ricky Neal, one of my best friends, mm-hmm. his neighbor, mm-hmm. Scott Graham, okay. voice of the Phillies radio, okay. went to school with the twins, his son, uh, got us tickets. Mm-hmm. All right, so we go to the game. Yeah. Uh, and it turned out it ended up being able to meet Chase Utley on the field. Yeah. But the make-a-wish, that's... If and, you want to go into that story, it explains Hamels. the lemur situation a little bit. But. Uh, okay. 
Full but, circle. Yeah, wow. full circle. But yeah, the Chase Utley story, mm-hmm. that was just, you know, kindness of, you know, the town and, wow. you know, the people that I was around. There, Peg, one of our head nurses, she was at the wedding. Uh-huh. She said, you're going to go through something that not many kids go through. Use the hell out of it. Every opportunity you get, take it. Yeah. You know, you're going to get opportunities from this because of what you've gone through. Like, yeah. Take it. You know, I got the bat boy for the Phillies in high school. That's sick. In a spring training game. Um, wow. Which is crazy because, like, Trevor May was on that team, and I had no idea. No. Like, we didn't even cross paths, but, like. <clears throat> what? Just the fact that, like, a teammate was there yeah. now, like, and I didn't even know it. Well, shit, there's probably someone on the other team that insane. was your teammate now. Yeah. Um, but, like, I got to hang out in the dugout with, like, Charlie Manuel. And it was cool because, you know, I was 15, 16 at this point. Yeah. So, like, you know, I started taking off in the baseball world and, like, had big league dreams and being around that clubhouse. Yeah. Like, I remember him taking me through to get my uniform. And uh, Roy Halladay walks out. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's and, so cool. Uh, just... I'm not a starstruck guy. Yeah. But like, he walked by, and I was just like... There's other people that have, yeah, bigger presences, yeah. Like, just the way he walked, I was like, oh, my God, that dude is a f- specimen. Yeah. Like, just badass. Like... Right. Fired me up. Yeah. Um, what about, like, Ryan Howard? Oh, yeah. Ryan Howard, 2012. I think that was the year he was going through his Achilles stuff, so okay. he really wasn't there. playing. Yeah. Um, Jim Jimmy Rollins. Jim Tomey. T- Tommy. I remember oh, I, I went and got his. I went and got his bat. Was <laughs> it huge? Oh my god! Like you know, I'm yeah 16 at this point. Yeah. I'm not a little kid anymore. Yeah. I was like, this is a People telephone swing this? pole. Yeah. And he ha- <clears throat> he taped it real weird. He had Didn't this, he have, like the jet the crisscross. Tape? No, he had like no tape, and then his knob. He used a spat. Okay. Like, you know the tape that sticks to it, like for wrist tape. Yes. Had to have been two rolls. Like, uh, this thing was, yeah. like, this big. Okay. And I picked it up. I'm like, oh, my God. This is just a different world. Jimmy Rollins was having this other kid throw the rosin bag at people. <laughs> he throws it at Charlie Manuel. And Charlie <laughs> Manuel turned around. Like, okay, like, just yeah. mess around. He's yeah, yeah, super yeah. cool. And, <laughs> that's so funny. But, like, going full circle, it's just, like, Yeah, that's crazy. insane. Crazy, yeah. So, I do, I mean, Jared, you just want to go to, you know, Pro, like minor leagues, because like high school and college. You want to make a wish real quick? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw that. Yeah, yeah. So the make a wish. What year is this? Oh six. This is the next year. Either oh six or oh seven. Okay. Wait. Okay. Before we. So. You're doing treatment in oh five. Mm-hmm. Then when does just like time frame? Like when does treatment start? When are you starting to recover? Like starting to become diagnosed? Like August cancer 5th, free. August fifth, two thousand twelve. Okay. August twelfth. Of 2006, I went into remission. Okay. So, one year. Okay. And then American, like the what you said earlier with, like, deemed cancer-free. Right. American Cancer Society is five or six years or whatever yeah. from remission. Okay. So, that's what, that was the 2012 date or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So, make a wish. I was dead set on a monkey. You wanted a monkey? I was going to own a monkey. <laughs> to this day, he still wants a monkey. I still want a monkey. Wow, so that monkey. lemur question was perfect. It, what there was, I didn't even hear the other animals you said. <laughs> you say lemur, I want monkeys. <laughs> so 
still to this day, I mean, they could have been blowing smoke, but they had a monkey lined up for me. I was going to own a monkey. Okay. My parents talked me out of it. Oh. Uh, no. Which, you know, a 10-year-old getting a monkey means that the parents are getting a monkey, which, yeah. is, like, which is like a third kid. And nobody yeah. knows how to take care of a monkey, yeah. really. Like, no, that's something but I had to... these dreams of, like, service animal. Like, yeah. I had cancer. Like, this dude's going to carry my books in school. Miss and Peg, like take advantage of all the opportunities yeah, to do it. carry around. Like, let's go. The monkey? The monkey, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, he was going to, like, you know, carry my books in school. Like, 10-year-old me is like... Do some of my homework. Dude, I, I would have play, never I could teach this thing class. to play... I could teach this kid to play, you know, catch with me. And, yeah. like, <laughs> like I'm going to own a monkey. And my parents are like, well, you know... <laughs> like, uh, you know why, what about something else? Like, yeah. So finally it came down to, we ended up doing a, it's like a week long or week and a half long Disney cruise. Yeah. Coolest trip ever. Like our closest family friends ended up going with us and, you know, still some of my greatest memories with my family. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, I don't want to say I regret it, (laughs) but the thought of me, you know, being 25 now, I'd have like a 10 year old monkey. Devin still will send me Instagram videos of monkey, like pet monkeys. The monkey boo. You got to follow him on Instagram. Is it legendary? Coolest little capuchin. Dude takes them everywhere. Like, so much personality. Like, I just love monkeys, man. Imagine you being the monkey dude in the MLB. That would be freaking cool. It would be so sick. Yeah. Like, hey, I forgot my rosin bag, and this little dude just runs out my rosin bag. (laughs) Like, runs in with me from the bullpen. Yeah. Like a backpack. So, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of high school we could cover, and there's college also, like, sand jack and stuff, but... And then I think after that, I'm like, they're in minor leagues and literally your major league stint. Like, I want to talk about that. So, I'm going to touch it all a little bit. We got nothing but time, dude. They, they're, they're I know, but I also don't want to edit four oh, hours yeah, of stuff. Uh, and it leaves us room to get back together and do another thing. So, I'm going to go into just fast forwarding after this. Dev plays in the perfect game, all, uh, perfect game, all American game. In high school? In high school. <laughs> Uh, ends up committing to Florida Gulf Coast University, um, where he also went to school with his high school girlfriend, college girlfriend, and now wife, Bree, where she played softball at FGCU as well. And then Devin transferred to San Jack, where I met him. And then from San Jack, Devin was a fifth rounder to the Dodgers. And I still remember that day when you called me and ironically I was in Florida at the time with a friend group and you called me when I was on the beach and you're like hey I just want to let you know like I just got drafted by the Dodgers which was insane which is awesome and so take us through that day real quick of draft day your draft day story where where were you who are you with just set the scene yeah so you know I had a monetary number Mm -hmm. that I was fully committed to tech. Dev was a freak at San Jack, by the way. So you were at San Jack committed to tech? To Texas Tech, yeah. Okay. Dev's last college game he pitched had 20Ks. Yeah, I kind of want I was going to ask you about that, Tuck. I was like, I, you, I, we can do this in however order, but when you were like watching him pitch, were you like, okay, I was, like, I was, this guy's... I was in the game. to, in, to that When he ended the game, did you end it on a strikeout or was it like a pop-up or something? I missed the record by one. I tied oh, the record. Okay. I had him one-two slider in the dirt. He flipped it up the right field. Okay, pop up and and then after that last out, 
Dev and I hugged each other. Like, like last out, Dev and I, I was at third. One of the coolest videos you ever see. Came off the mound, hug, and then everything goes wild. But that was his last game. College, before, I don't know, like, what, two weeks later was the draft? Maybe, like, a week later, actually. No, it was a while, I thought. Dude, I, I remember getting no, home from JUCO. so much earlier than... I don't know. I remember getting home from JUCO and not even turning in my jerseys because I had to go to Florida the next day after we got home from JUCO. And then you called me while I was in Florida that week. Yeah. I Either say way. it was, like... Oh, maybe. Either way. Either know. way. Uh... Dev gets called. Yeah, so set the scene for us as far as draft day. Yeah, so like I said, I was committed to tag. Mm-hmm. You know, I gave them my word. One penny under what I'm asking, I'm going to be a Red Raider. I, mm-hmm. Like, the only thing I wanted more to, than to be a Red Raider was to, to get drafted. Right. You know, so. Which is the ultimate goal, regardless yeah, of what happened. 100%. And they, they respected that. They knew that, um, you know, first two rounds had passed. I hadn't really heard much, um, and that you know those numbers started you know the slots started mm-hmm. getting lower, and it got to the point where you know I looked at Bree and I was like, you know I'm gonna be a Red Raider, <laughs> like we're getting we're gonna go to Lubbock. Uh, I had another couple classes I had to do, um, one more class I had to do algebra, eight times, but I needed to pass algebra before I could go to Tech. You know, started planning, was gonna head out to the Cape, you know, get get all that handled oh, so and um, get a call from my agent like hey Dodgers are full in like they're gonna give you every penny you're asking for in the next pick oh my god and I was like damn alright and I, I was laying in my hammock in Jersey with Bree because mm-hmm. you know yeah. I was bummed but like not really yeah. like you know it is what it is yeah. you know this is God's plan we're gonna go with the next step and like I said, I wanted to be a Red Raider. It was my first time in my life I felt a part of something bigger in the college aspect. Mm-hmm. Like, I went to a football game, and I was a fan of Texas Tech football. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was at FGCU, like, there wasn't blood between other sports, but, like, you know, I didn't love going to basketball games. Yeah. There's no football team. There was, wasn't was that college atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Like, I went on my visit to Tech. Oh, you're going like, to get it at Tech. I was yeah. like, mm-hmm. Mahomes is, is the, quarterback, too. This oh. Is, yeah. I went and watched Patty Mahomes just absolutely run it. Um, I'll never forget the first touchdown. That horse took off. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to be a Red Raider. It was like I knew right then and there. I was like, I'm committing to this school. Um, canceled my other. I'm not going to say the schools because yeah. there's a lot of blood in the water. Yeah, mm-hmm. They were pissed. But <laughs> called them up. I was like, I'm not coming on my visit. Like I'm going to be a Red Raider. Um, oh, even canceled the visit. Yeah, oh, like, nah, that's yeah, yeah. rough. That's yeah, that's back. where the bad blood. Yeah, I knew what, I knew what I wanted. And, yeah, you know, I wasn't gonna waste their Don't time. Don't waste their time. Yeah, and I, I thought from a respect standpoint, I'd rather you tell me straight up, like, hey, yeah. you know, waste all my time. Yeah, I'm not gonna waste your time. No, no, I'm not gonna sit on that campus and be like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to be a Red Raider anyway. Yeah. So what the hell? Um. So yeah, that, that phone call came and. You know, the roller coaster of emotion starts to hit. Um, just absolutely insane. Phone calls, or the phone rings, and uh, you know it was a GM, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna t- we're taking you in yeah. the fifth round." Spot comes up, call my name. And, you know, world was changed forever. Um, wow. Yeah. So then it was, 
okay, here's my plans. Now it's, you know, we have to turn. It, yeah. yeah. Go the other yeah, way and start packing. And, you know, because it was either going to be Cape Cod and now I have to get to Arizona. Um, but it's funny and, like, you know, little story on Brie. Like, I knew I was going to marry Brie the day I met her. Yeah. I told her, like, I told her that, like, probably way too early. And, um, you know, I had In my In Chili's parking lot? <laughs> like, like dead serious knew I was going to marry her yeah you know one of my good buddies growing up uh, Jake Pavorsky his dad is a big jeweler in Philly mm-hmm. it was like maybe two months dating I was like dude she's the one <coughs> day I sign a, you know day I sign my contract I'll be calling your dad he's like you know who to call man yeah. so when I didn't sign my high school out of high school mm-hmm. he's like alright like you know after college now so one of the first thoughts that rushed in my head is like, all right, I get to design this ring now. Like, yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> you know, wasn't days later we started the process. Um, wow. But then, you know, packed up my stuff. God, started the trek, went out to Arizona, had no idea what I was getting myself into. Plane couldn't land because it was so damn hot. <laughs> they had to circle until the sunset. Oh my God. That's uh, insane. <laughs> I'd be losing my you mind. Get into some college or some, you know, minor league grind stories. I threw a lot at Sanjack, mm-hmm. a lot. Like more than you wanted to? No, I okay. wanted to throw more. Okay. If it was up to me, I would have started the last game. <laughs> but you know, ending the career on 140, um, or 140 pitches, they were like super skeptical about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, your pitch count this season was hell. So they high. probably yeah. held your pitch count way down. Oh yeah. So I get the pro ball, all the college buddies, it's just like, you know, you sign your contract in Arizona and you go to short season. Mm-hmm. I was one inning a week. Really? So they were just like They're like, You're done for the year. Like Really? So I had to sit in Arizona. Um which look, it's all part of it. You know, yeah. We, yeah. we have the shirts and stuff, like it's all part of it. But it's just, it's not professional baseball in my eyes. There, it's very developmental. Like, you get a lot of the guys coming from Latin countries who, you know, we start doing fundamentals, like, you know, bunt plays when you're, like, 10. Yeah, yeah. Like, the Latin guys, they're more talented than us. (laughs) But, like, they miss that side of things. Like, they don't have, like, the Little League World Series like we do. Like, a lot of these guys are coming, you know, from nothing off the islands. so raw. Yeah. And, you know... They throw 100 miles an hour, they hit the ball 800 feet, and they run fast. Like, they're checking those boxes. And so it was just like high school college ball over again. Like, PFPs every day, just grinding. Team team D every day, backing up bases. Like, the little things you don't even think about that you just grinded out in college. And uh, Shoemaker, dude's crazy, but he's the absolute man. Like, I've never met a guy that loves baseball the way Shu does. I've seen him out of a baseball uniform once. <laughs> okay, just for the people listening, this person is... He was the coach of the, the rookie team okay. for the Dodgers. Okay. Batting gloves on all the time. <laughs> and it's a bazillion degrees. He's outside all the time, so he's got long sleeves on, you know, zinc-covered face. And this man loved 2 o'clock PFPs. Loved them. And I'm like, I'm literally going to die in this heat. <laughs> like, I love the heat more than anything. Arizona heat, that's different. Say mm-hmm. what you want, hot, wet, cold, whatever. That heat is hell. 
I'm not an Arizona guy. Yeah. Like, it was hot. And uh, we were just doing PFPs every day just to grind. And, dude, that season got long. And then my pitching coach, we, we kind of had some coordinator miscommunication. They wanted me one inning a week for the rest of the year. I was a starter. Like, you know, you're just going to throw your one inning out of the pen, but you're not, like, a reliever. Yeah. yeah. My pitching coach was like, nah, screw it, you're a lefty specialist. Like, So I accumulated all these innings, like, super fast. Okay. And uh, hit my inning limit. Uh-oh, that's bad. Shut down. <laughs> so you were, just ch- you were just chilling. Chilling. Just wow. Just watching games, charting games. Like, had to go to all the games and stuff. Charting. Just, mm. just like grinding but you know so so getting away from or moving a little bit along minor leagues i do want to to we always want to ask this question just what are some like off the top of your mind your your best minor league memories and the stories from either buses um living situations or even just like it's fables like, fables that yeah. you've heard while you're in the minor leagues that, that you weren't a part of but like someone else told you about it yeah um i will say this dodgers minor leagues is very cushioned they realize like you know why are we going to treat these guys bad when they're the future yeah Wow, somebody's smart. They were big into nutrition. Yeah. They were big into, you know, why stuff a whole team in one bus in an eight-hour bus trip to go play a game. Like, we're going to do two buses. Yeah. Most teams don't do that till double A. Like, we did this in, you know, low high A, and they just did things the right way. So, you know, you hear the fables of, like, you know, you eat fried chicken every day, eat PB&J every day, Mm -hmm. like... I was eating things I've never heard of, you know, with Gabe Kapler as our head of player development, who was just like one of the most eccentric people you ever meet. Like, no condiments. We're eating all organic. Mm-hmm. Like, like kale. Like k- kale. No, dude. I remember like oh, talking man. to Dev like while he was away for his like first year, and Dev went from San Jack pounding triple meat, triple cheeses at Whataburger yeah. to like, dude, like I like am, quinoa. I am, There's quinoa. In every I'm eating. Meal. I never a, even heard of. Quinoa. Yeah, I'm eating apple and an apple and like spinach with pecans on it. Yeah, like, like oh. just like like good stuff. Yeah, like, looking yeah, yeah. back, I'm like, damn, we had it really good. Yeah. But at first, I'm like, man, I miss my Whataburger. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I miss my one a.m. Whataburger runs and like all that. But, um, so that. That side of things wasn't too bad, but like, you know, the path in the Dodgers is kind of tough. You go to you go to Low A, you got a host family. It's one of the nicest you know parks in minor league baseball in Midland, Michigan. You know you're living large, not paying for anything. You know you're trying to like you know give the host families money, yeah. and they're like, oh, the no, Dodgers no, no. are nice, man. Then you get called up to High A. <laughs> And you go to California. Okay. California rent is is ridiculous. Yeah, There's no host always, families. I've always loved this one. There's <laughs> no host families in, in California. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, you know, I'm I'm making a few bucks. Get out to California. I paid to play for the Rancho Cucamonga Quakes. Quakes. We had five guys in a two-bedroom apartment. I slept in my hammock in a bedroom. So I had my hammock stand... And then my buddy had the bed. 
and we had a bathroom. Tony Gonsolin. Mm-hmm. So my my roommate was Dean, Dean Kramer. Okay. He's in the big leagues with the Orioles. Okay. We go out and it was uh, Andrew Isler, who's not he's not playing anymore, but he was a freak man, just bad cards. Tony Gonsolin, who's pitched last night for the Dodgers, mm-hmm. sleeping on a blow up mattress in the living room, and then Adam Bray, who likes the finer things in life a little bit more and paid extra mm-hmm. to have his own room. <laughs> okay. I've so we had guys like that. We had five guys in a two bedroom apartment with two bathrooms. Okay. And like I said, one guy in the big room. Who okay. paid extra. Who paid extra. Okay. I paid five fifty a month plus utilities. Mm, yep. Now it, let me tell you, I was only making twelve hundred a month in California before taxes. So you're looking at like eight fifty. Now you're taking, you know, five fifty yeah. plus another fifty bucks or whatever. Yeah. So you're looking at like six hundred bucks for rent. So now you're working with two hundred bucks a month. I got a wife at home. Like, we just bought a house and stuff. And like, you know, I was set up nice with the signing bonus and stuff. But like, no, they it's always say sustainable. don't don't spend more than you make. Yeah. And I'm like, paying to play professional Help baseball it. out here. Yeah. And you know, just everything out there is more expensive. Like yeah. we'd all chip in for gas, and like, thank God, like you know, I didn't have my truck out there, or whatever, because this was back when diesel was like, you know, five twenty-five a gallon. <laughs> like I literally would have, you know, went bankrupt. Yeah. Like we had two little Toyotas or whatever, or we had a Toyota and then Dean's manual Honda Fit. Nice. But you know, gas was still like just uh, absurd out there. And yeah. Yeah. I'd be fine if I so never went back to there again. But this, this is so those that do know Devin Smeltzer, you know the story. But those that are, are tuning in for the first time, never heard of this man. You might have seen this video or might not, but we'll run through it real quick um, as best as we can. But is is the meetup with Chase with Chase Utley when you were was this your third spring training with or second spring training with the Dodgers? It was my. F- First spring training with the first Dodgers. full spring training with the Dodgers. Oh, and I've seen this video. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and ironically, I've had two people. It just resurfaced again. Okay, so yeah. resurfaced. That's why, and two people have like DM me mm-hmm. and they're like, "Yo, is this your dude?" And I'm mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, he's on my couch right now." <laughs> and and so I'll let Devin tell it, but uh, the Dodgers set up this awesome meetup with Dev and Chase, and background mm-hmm. is Dev. Met Cole Hamels and Chase Utley back when when you were nine, oh, ten. Oh, six, yeah. Uh, when Dev was was going through his battle, and hadn't seen Utley up until Dude, this point where Dev is, is in the this? organization. So take it away, uh, you know, with with how that day went. Yeah. So Brandon Gomes was head of player development at the time. I was like, look, Gomes. You know, my family kind of been on me. You know, I'm in minor league camp, so I don't yeah. see Utley at all or whatever, and. I'm like, look, like, you know, and I wanted to do it too, but I was like, you know, they want me to really thank Utley on behalf of, you know, my family and the hospital. Yeah. You know, he left two rows of tickets in left field when he was in Philly for our hospital and like, you know, did a lot. Right. Just great dude. And you just want, you just want to say thanks. Just want to say thanks. Like that's all Devin was, plain and simple. (laughs) Hey dude, you have no idea what you did for the hospital. Yeah. Thanks. Two, three weeks go by. I'm like. All right, like, you know, it's spring training. It's the most busy time of the year, whatever. I pass Gomes outside walking. He's like, hey, hey, hey. Been looking for you. We're going to do it tomorrow. I'm like, all right. 
Like, oh, I don't know why this is a big deal. Like, yeah. walking over. Like, can't you just could yeah. you have done it like yeah. two weeks ago or whatever? Whatever. I show up the next day. Full TV crew. I'm like, Dave, Dave Robertson. Yeah. yeah. Gotta be kidding You're me. You're the head guy mm-hmm. now. Mic me up. I got two mics on me. Like, walking over. Like, filming me. And I'm yeah. looking at Gums. And I was like, you can, what bleep, you, you can use a bleep on this. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And he goes, did you really think I wasn't going to make a big deal out of this? He's yeah. like, this story, this this has never happened and it never will happen yeah. ever again. Anyway, it'll it'll go, never you're happen ge- again. Go, you're a genius, man. Yeah. It's like, it resurfaces every year. Yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah, like, what do you, what do you <laughs> think? And I'm, I'm like, low-key kind of pissed because I'm not like a... You know, blow well, it up. Your mind is buzzing thing. now. You're just like, what is my vibe? Yeah, now it's a huge deal. To talk to? Yeah. Yeah. My vibe ants is buzzing. I'm sweating, sweating like crazy. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Now I'm gonna be on TV. Yeah. And I had already changed, so I still didn't know. So I go and change, get ready for my day, and I'm in like my you know Nike dry fit, my shorts, and my hat, my hat, yeah. and I'm like pitting. <laughs> I mean, like down to my short line like I mean gross yeah and my hat I'm big sweater and this was the year that New Era tried that new material hat yeah like the lightweight or whatever where yeah. like one day it? one day and it looked tie-dye from mm-hmm. the sweat like I've never seen anything like that for whatever reason it held salt different than all the other hats <laughs> I just look like a complete goon so I go over take me in the manager's office I'm like oh Jesus here we go like meeting the yeah Dave Roberts is a cancer survivor too, so we you know we kind of I didn't know that yeah. kind of talk a little bit and great dude. It's my first time meeting him. You know we're just kind of catching up. Mm-hmm. Still thinking, okay, I'm going to meet the manager, and mm-hmm. then you know Ali's going to come in. I'm going to meet Ali. No, 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 no. He goes, all right, let's go address the team. I was like, what? Yeah. Address the everyone. Te- address the team, and they're all like sitting there. So I walk in and. Like, well, you walk in and they, and like they, they, don't, they don't recognize you at all. Like you're, yeah. there's, got, there's trainers and stuff on yeah. the side. So like he just blending in. He's got Dodgers. Just like a on. minor leaguer coming over for treatment. But you yeah. walk in and you're like, yeah, I'm like, these are the dudes. Yeah, literally. It's <laughs> and they put they have my picture of me and Utley up on the TV screen. And I'm looking around. There's Kershaw. There's Rich Hill, who's my you know my teammate, teammate now. And, you know, a bunch of other guys. You know, well, that you Rich, just, have you and Rich talked about that? We all? talked a little bit yeah, about it. Yeah, how funny that. Yeah, he brought it up and he was like, "Dude, it's crazy." Like, full circle. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a crazy Northeast guy too. He's a lot of fun. <laughs> so, I'm just standing there and everyone's looking at the picture. Like, you still honestly don't know like how this is going to be brought up. Like, no, I, I, I kind of was getting the gist of it yeah. now, but the team's got no idea. Yeah, 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 true. I had buddies there that you know were in the minors before and like knew me like hey, what's up dude oh, like didn't cool. even really realize it was me either mm-hmm. so it starts going on and he starts it off with like you know Chase doing Chase things <clears throat> no there's a picture up here you know back at Citizens Bank Park when yeah you know Chase was with the Phillies he's like believe it or not like that kid is a prospect in our organization and everyone I think it was I remember I remember I watching it was Rich Hill. you can kind of hear like like Rich Hill was like, like I think it was exhaling. Rich or was it Rich? It was like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like very faint in the back of the, like background of the video, you can still hear like what the fuck? That's cool that like but like the point is is like and I'm standing people, there like, their shocked. breaths were yeah, taken away. Like, they they like, haven't what? introduced me yet, so I'm like I'm still standing. I'm there. still standing there like just sweating. Yeah, and at this point like. 
you can ask Miss Lambo, my high school, yeah. elementary school teacher, or uh, English teacher, like, yeah. worst public speaker ever. Like, <laughs> really had to get over this fear. Right. So I'm standing there, like... Yeah. Oh, In your head, you're a lot more awkward than you actually were. Yeah, yeah. So then, like, he calls me up. He was like, he just wanted to thank Utley. And I'm like, man, this could not be more awkward. It's like a freaking boxing ring. Everybody's watching. Yeah, everybody's watching everything and you like, do. Utley hops up, Silver Fox, like, you yeah. know, gives me, like, a big hug. And I was like, man, like, I can't thank you enough. He's like, dude, yeah. And then he was like, hey, can we get a picture? And yeah. I was like, damn, this dude I just asked me I didn't even have picture. Yeah, I didn't even have to ask you. And, like, we went out and, you know, took the picture and stuff. And yeah. I will, it was like, just crazy. Of course, like, we'll, like we will link that video if, for people that, that haven't seen it. But, like, I, every time I watch it and, like, you walking up, you did, like, an unbelievable job. Because, one, it was, like, a very personal thing. Yeah. Oh, it's but you made personal. it a good job at making it as personal as it could be with a with, with a room of 30 people in there 40 people know, in there TV and, and, and eventually millions of people and so you video. walked up there and you can see Devin literally like you don't see Utley in, in, in the shot but you can tell that Devin is like eye contact to eye contact to Utley and in your shoes you're shaking <laughs> well yeah these are but he does such a great job at saying like Chase like I've never like this is the first time I've gotten to thank you yeah. you know I, I like what you did speaks, you know, thousands of words of of how important. And this you know, was your 18, impact was. right? And I'm, you know, not regret, but like what sucks the most is I missed by one year playing with. Him. Yeah, I know. One which would have been, which would have been a, an like, even bigger. You deal. talk about that being a full circle. Yeah. Like if I could have stepped foot yeah. on the mound yeah. and him behind me. Like, just like you said, with like the like I'd be the next the Vince Philly's Papali. Bat Boy, and like I'd be the next Vince Papali. Like Disney yeah. would do a movie on that, like, <laughs> full st- like yeah. full circle. Like you know, I got to spit on the field as a ten year old, and yeah. you know, dab up Chase Utley, coolest thing ever. To you know, he's my second baseman now. Yeah, That's that would be incredible. Yeah. Uh, okay, that see that that story never gets old. Um, so fast forwarding, we get traded. We get traded to Twins. What What is that? Do you know it's coming? A couple questions. Do you know it's coming? Some guys do. What is that day like? What? How are you feeling when one day you get a call and you have to switch states just immediately? So this is probably my most minor league story. Okay. Well, not most, but it's up there. Like Some guys can see it coming. You know, mm-hmm. there's chatter, there's trade yeah. rumors, like, you know, prospects, prospects, whatever, like. Not a peep had mentioned my name. Nothing. Deadlines in 30 minutes. I go out for stretch. We're playing hacky sack. Mm-hmm. Stetson Alley, who like you guys would love, he's just an absolute clown. Mm-hmm. Like every day he'd come and be like, "Hey, hey, Tucker Kiskadden, Bryce Harper, straight up, we'll smell you." <laughs> like, every day he's doing these like ridiculous so like funny. trade rumors, and yeah. he gets called up to AAA, so he's not there. Yeah. Some other guy comes out. I don't even remember who it was, but he's like, Hey, Smeltzer, Dozier, you're gone, dude. Twins. And everyone's like, Oh, yeah, this is so funny. He's like, No, take it in, dude. You just got traded. (laughs) And everyone's like, like dead silent. I was like, What? He's like, No, for real. Like, we need you in Henny's office. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) So I like grab my stuff. I run inside. Yeah. Like, me and Rayleigh, like, I would call us, like, organizational guys. Like, yeah. you know, I pride myself on being a good teammate. Mm-hmm. And, 
you know, players, you know, coaches player type yeah. deal. Like Kaylee, who was our trainer, like, you know, we called her mom. Like mm-hmm. she was the best of the best. Like she's crying. Henny's crying. Yeah. Like we all start crying. And we're like, oh my yeah. God, this is miserable. It's tough like, to see like your guys go. Yeah. No. Like, you know, Will Smith was our catcher yeah. and you know, a lot of guys that are in the big leagues with them now, like dude, we were all so close and Rayleigh was super close with them. And that was it. They're like, yeah, you got to be out of here by game time. Jeez. And I was like, what? So yeah, I that's wild. Pack my bags. Now we're in Springfield, Missouri. Yeah. And our home base is Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I'm going to Double A, which is in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now we're three and a half hours from Tulsa. I call the twins. I'm like, how are we getting there? They're like, just call an Uber, save the receipt. Like, we'll pay for it. Yeah. So we got to find a dude to give us a three and a half hour Uber, Uber ride. <laughs> so we get in the car. It's me and Rayleigh. <clears throat> like, hey, buddy. And we didn't we didn't put like where we were going or anything. We just called them. Like, hey man, you wanna? Can you take us to Tulsa? He's like Oklahoma. And we're like yeah. He's like uh, yeah sure. Let, let's go. I just gotta get gas. We're like all right whatever. He's got ESPN radio on. Yeah. And we're sitting there and he's like no. Oh wow, the Twins just sent Brian Dozier to the Dodgers for some prospects. And <laughs> me and my oh, buddy, me my and my buddy start laughing. And then they say our names. They're like, well, you know those guys? Like, I saw you leaving the field. And uh, he goes, hey, I'm Luke Rayleigh. And this is Devin Spelter. Like, he starts laughing. He's like, no way. I was like, yeah, that's why, no. that's why we're going to Tulsa. Like, we got to pack up and, and bounce. This is insane. So On the radio? This is like, insane. It's like Bree and the pu- – and we didn't have rookie yet. Bree and Marshall are in Tulsa. Marshall's the dog. Yeah, Marshall's our dog. Mar- Marshall Dillon. And he uh, – so we were living with my brother-in-law's parents who okay. were like, you know, between two houses. Mm-hmm. They're only really there on the weekend. So we had the whole house to ourselves pretty mm-hmm. much. You know, we pack up, hop in, Rayleigh and Bree and I and the dogs, we caravan to Tennessee. Uh, we got there. You know, there was a game that night. We didn't go and I was available to pitch the next night. <laughs> wow. It just happens. So, Oh, yeah. Like. It, it, like you are traded, gone, available to pitch, and like in the big leagues, like there are guys that walk from one clubhouse to the yeah, next yeah, and can pitch that night. Yeah. Like minors, it's a little different. Like you got some traveling to do, like one league to the next. Yeah. But so the trade <clears throat> deadline day, is it? It's nerve wracking as it, hell it, now. Yeah, is everyone is everyone like, oh, like today's like the deadline day. Like I don't know if who's staying, who's gone, or is it? It's just an uneasy day. Yeah. Like, especially for So y'all are now. talking about it. Oh, yeah. We talk about right. it. Like, especially, like, you know, our starting rotation this year, we started with eight dudes. Yeah. So, you know, if your five horses are going, they don't need those other three. Like, you know, like Dobnak and I and, you know, Thorpe and, you know, we had Poppin and God, the list goes on. Yeah. Like, you become trade bait. Like, you know, if they need a starter and, you know – where you have a couple injuries or whatever, like yeah. it becomes pretty nerve wracking. So you just kind of okay. So <clears throat> following that up, you're with the Twins now. I'm jumping right to the debut, um, May 28th, right? Mm-hmm. I'm there. I went. Uh, I remember you telling me that you were. I going. went. It was absolutely insane. Um, the call up again. 
Yeah, where are you? How's it feel? How'd that go? What's going on? Not many people know the f- actual story. But well, let's hear it. That's good. The world's going to hear it now. Do you know the actual story? No. My side of it, though, is Dev calls me. <clears throat> I'm like, I, like, I have to be there. Like, this, this yeah. doesn't happen. Not one, like, one of my best friends is getting to play in the major leagues. Like, I have to be there. I them. don't think I'm going to have another best friend play in the major league. So, I got to make the one chance I do have. <laughs> so, <clears throat> James, Sarah Beth, and I snag a plane ticket. Shout out James's mom for getting a discounted <clears throat> ticket so I didn't have to bit, drop $800 on a next day flight to Minnesota. So we go, we get a hotel room. We've got one other buddy sleeping on the floor. Uh, we're right outside Target Field. And long story short, we make the game. He pitches. We see him after the game in the tunnel. Also, all the dudes are like walking right by us, like while we're in the tunnel. Insane. But yeah, give us the call-up story. Call-up story. Not many people in the real world know this story. Again, a little TMI here. I'm taking a dump. Nice. Always. Love that. I'm in my Full last circle. last stall. I'm getting ready to pitch that night. <clears throat> Chattanooga. Little, no, this no, is Rochester, AAA, right? Rochester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AAA? Yeah. Okay. A little PGP action, like, you know, just clearing everything. Yeah. <clears throat> PGP pregame poop. Pre- <laughs> <laughs> no, I was saying pregame prep. Pregame <laughs> prep? No, Tuck, come on. I hear, uh, I hear I get scratched. I'm livid. I was going to say, you're mad. Immediately, I knew it. Yeah, yeah, I'm livid. I'm like, you got shit. And I hear guys talking. They're like, dude, Playing you're going words. up. I'm like, I ain't going up. Shut up. Yeah. I'm not going you up. Want, yeah, that, like, I'm, I'm like pissed. Like, legitimately pissed and I'm scratched. I just want to compete. Like, whatever. Yeah. I'm taking a dump. I hear the manager kind of scramble around. And I actually hear him, where's Smelter? And I'm like, What? Like he's in the shitter, <laughs> beeps his head in. No, he goes. I need you in my office when you're done. So I'm like, <laughs> like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pitch it off real quick. I'm like, oh god, oh god. Here we go. Like, am I in trouble? Yeah. You never think you're going up. Yeah. Like you think you're going up, but you're like, so groomed. You don't to this, see it. You're yeah. so groomed to minor leagues, and it's yeah, like, like you don't you don't see it coming. Yeah. It's not like they lay it out for you. Right. Like I said, I'm on the shitter. Like yeah. you know. So, <clears throat> I'm like, oh, I'm like panicking now. I'm yeah. Like, all right, throw my shirt on. I run in. Yeah. I sit down. Goes, all right. <laughs> Joel Skinner, he caught in the big leagues, like super old school guy, like right. super straight laced. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, what What was the thing? Oh, yeah. We got a rain delay. Uh, you know you. You're going to the big leagues. And I'm like, wait, wait what? Yeah. And he's like, oh, let's get that out of the way. You're going to the big leagues. And I was <laughs> he's like, saying it like it's not the most important you know, thing. Like, why, did he, why did it lead with the rain delay? Because the situation that it was was if there, there was a rain out, I was going to pitch in the double header. He leaves it at that. So I'm like, they don't get rained out. So, you know, go back to the absolute panic. I don't really remember anything else he said after you're going to the big leagues. I go pack my bags. Now, we are, you know, 45 minutes to an hour before game time. Fans start shuffling in. We're in a city. Just traffic everywhere. I can't get an Uber. He ends our conversation in the office after he told me I'm going up. Can you catch a flight in two hours? 
I was like, like asking you. Yeah, I was like, he's like, do you think you could get on a plane in two hours? I was like, what? Yeah. Like, I had to pack all my stuff. I'm I was so like, confused. I'll like, give it a shot. I go pack all my bags. I go in the hall. I'm bawling my eyes out. I call Bree. Yeah. I'm like, can't even distinguish anything. I call yeah. you. I call my, you know, my family. Yeah. I'm just crying. I was like, I don't know what's going on. I gotta get on a plane in two hours. Y'all gotta find your way. My mom, my uncle and cousins, and aunt and my mom drove from Jersey. Mm-hmm. My dad and grandma flew. <clears throat> Y'all flew. Rainer drove. Yeah, he drove from, from the Kansas. Mid- from Kansas, yeah. like. <clears throat> so I go out to call an Uber. There isn't a freaking Uber around, and the stadium traffic's mm-hmm. like tailgating traffic. Yeah. I have a three quarters of a mile walk. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So I got my 200 pound bag with all my mm-hmm. you know weighted balls and everything. I packed everything. I get to the hotel. I am drenched. I'm like, wow, my shit. What am I gonna do? I get in the shower. Like, rinse off. I'm still sweating. Now I have the shower sweats along with nervous sweats, along with heat sweats. Like, I'm just sweating. Pack up all my stuff. Call an Uber. He finally gets there. Uh, I was like, yeah, uh, you got to get me to the airport. Like, quick. He's like, okay, sir. I'm like, yeah, like, you got to get me there. So I get there. Tokyo Drift. I get on the plane. uh, Have my iPad. I did some scouting um, on the Brewers because that's who we were going to be playing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so they told you you're you're calling you're getting called up and you're going to start. No. Okay. No, that that okay. was the problem. Okay. Was they told okay. me you're pitching if we get rained out tonight. Okay. You're going to pitch the double header. I'm like okay, because you get an extra guy in a double header. Right. Then you don't ruin your rotation. You just call somebody up. Yeah. All right. All right. So. I'm on the plane. It's the Brewers. I'm going through their lineup, you know, breaking it down against the last lefty that they faced. I, come, I do all my pregame notes, whatever. I have my book. I get there. So now they don't get rained out. I'm like, well, yeah. what the hell? I ain't pitching. Yeah. Like, well, what's the point of this? No move has been made yet. So I'm like, man, did I just get flown up here for nothing? Yeah. Like, I was you told I can't to talk to anybody. Down. Yeah. Can't talk to anybody. Yeah. I'm not allowed to tell anybody anything. Oh my! Yeah, you can't tell anybody anything. Like I'm going to the big leagues. That's it. Like, okay. No situations or whatever. So <clears throat> I called Jay Z, who was our assistant to the head of player development with the Dodgers. Okay. He's our assistant GM with the Twins now. So I know okay. him very well. That's awesome. Small world. I'm like Jay Z. What's what the hell's going on, man? Am I not pitching? He goes, What? He's like, You're starting tomorrow. Oh. I'm like. <laughs> I'm like what? And I mean, I can say it now, but at this point, Pineda is, was going on the DL, yeah, which isn't public knowledge, so yeah. nothing was explained. So I'm like, "Well, they told me I was pitching if we got rained out," and he starts cracking up. Mm-hmm. He's like, "No, you're pitching tomorrow. Get some rest." I'm like, "Oh yeah, sure." <laughs> like, what? so you know, yeah, I go rest? to bed. <clears throat> and they put me up in the in the the lows. No, one of the highest floors I could watch the game from the stadium. Like, you kind of have to hide. Like, I, you can't go out. Yeah. Because, like, if you get recognized, it's like, why they know. Why Spencer call Yeah, up? people are digging. Like, they know what's something's up. Yeah. <clears throat> so I couldn't go to the game because I'm not even on the 40-man at this point. Okay. So I have to get added, which means somebody has to go 
down on the DL. Yeah. yeah. So all these situations, like I can't say anything to anybody. <clears throat> I can't be seen. So I'm, you know, watching the game from my hotel. Family's slowly making it there. I wake up the next day. I don't think I ever got out of REM sleep. I was just like lucid all night. <clears throat> Going the next day, the interaction I remember most is, you know, Nelson Nelson Cruz who <clears throat> gave me a hug and was Greeting like, you. congrats, man. Like, take it all in. Like, he's the greatest leader, man. That's why, I, you know, I picked him. Like, he's just... War of 1812, <clears throat> Nelson Cruz. <laughs> like, he, he just like... Like... He, in my head, like that's what you want. Like you, yeah, you're, not you com- you're not that's comfortable you yet. You, you don't need. know anybody, and the guy and the that man, the guy, one of the, the guy. like one of the most like staple like, players in the game right who, now, who you literally can, embraced you. Who in my head, like the douchebag pass. Yeah, like there's a a guy who can be a douchebag. It's you know it's Nelson Cruz because right. you know he's checked all the boxes. Yeah. You know he's won the big game. He's been you know, a world he's, series. He's, like, he's a dude. Yeah, and he's the nicest guy in the world. Embraced you, like. Mother Goose, like, here, yeah. come under my wing. And, like, yeah. just nicest guy in the world. That's incredible. Like, there was a couple other people that, like, you know, super, you know, took me in. And um, I don't even remember who, but they're like, take mental pictures. You'll never yeah. get this. Like, you'll never get this back. Yeah. No matter if you pitch the best game of your life or the worst game of your life, Nobody can ever take this away from you. Like, you are such a small percentage. Take in the mental pictures. Breathe. Look at all the fans, the lights, the sounds. My favorite picture from the debut, minus the one with the group in the tunnel after, Mm -hmm. is it's before the first inning, and it's me just, like, kind of looking up to God, looking at all the fans, and taking a deep breath, embrace. Yeah. Who? Shout out Brace. Brace, yeah. one of the best in the league photographers. Best, awesome. Best of the best, man. Captures his picture from behind the mound of me just like taking it all in. Um, dude, just did what everybody said. And, you know, I joke constantly like, I'm crazy, super high strung, yelling all the time on the mound. I've never been calmer than my debut. And the only thing that I can think of is I've pitched that game so many times in my head, so many times in my backyard, that when I got out there, and also preparation, like, you know, I had my lineup breakdown. And I'd ask for, you know, what they had, and they're like, hey, listen, like, just handle handle what you need to handle. We'll yeah. take care of the rest. I go into the pitcher, catcher meeting with the pitching coach, um, with Jason Catro's, you know, one of the best dudes I've ever met as well. Just super leader, super calming, genuine dude. And then Wes Johnson, who's our pitching coach. Wait, Jason Castro is yeah. the guy that played for the Astros? Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Let's go. And then <laughs> Wes Johnson's our pitching coach, who couldn't be a more high-strung human being. He's this little dude, spark plug, like, constantly going. Energizing like, bunny. Thank God I had Stro, like, you know, just to yeah. keep it calm. And, you know, I opened my book and... They were, you know, kind of surprised that I had any type of scouting stuff. And, yeah. You know, my biggest thing there is there's zero thought on the mound if you do your homework. Like, yeah. I do my homework. R&D does their homework. Castro does his homework. We come up with a game plan, and then I can go out on the mound and execute and trust the fingers that are put down. There's, You don't need to shake off. Right. You know, you just go off instinct after that. You see something from a hitter or whatever. You just go off complete instinct. If you have a, a strong game plan, 
There's just no thought. Yeah. I went out there and just trusted every finger that was put down and executed, and it just it makes the game so much slower and so much simpler when you have that connection with your catcher. And I've never met the dude before, and we were just able to have that connection. And dude, what a catcher, man! Dude, he is. Dude, that day. What a catcher! Watching watching it from the stands was unbelievable, and like to start off a game. Devin struck out Lorenzo Kane first batter of the game. Cade Lorenzo Kane. I think Lorenzo Kane had the hat trick, by the way. I punched him two times. Yeah. And Yelich and Ryan Braun struck them all out. It was, it was insane. Crazy. So, like, when you were there, this is, this is kind of my, like, feeling. For example, like, it's happened a few times. Like, it honestly, it happens more in the basketball court mm-hmm. than um, the baseball field. I guess that might be a confidence thing. But, for example, like, I was playing basketball. Whenever we played, like, Justice Winslow or, like, these guys that are super good, mm-hmm. it's kind of, like, this thought process of, like, wow, like, this guy. Although we're playing high school sports together. Mm-hmm. We're on the same team. We're both in high school. Like, like this guy... It, I'm trying. This guy is like so good. When you were on the mound and you were pitching like in the MLB for the first time, was it like wow? Like I'm this guy that's so good. You know what I mean? Castro ended the meeting, and I will never forget this. He said, "I know there's a lot of thoughts in your head right now, but don't ever forget you're here for a reason and you belong here. Rookie, veteran, doesn't matter. If you're here, you belong here." You know, I get choked up saying that now. Yeah. Like, you get out there and you just believe in yourself. It's just... Yeah. Especially to hear that from someone that's yeah. been in the game so long. Especially with that game plan. Like, I, I will go back to that game plan a million times. Like, there is no thought but yeah. execute. Mm-hmm. That's it. You see the fingers, you see the glove. Just execute. Like, that's it. It sounds super, like, simple. It's not. But, like, in that moment... It just goes to show that your preparation, everything you've ever worked for, like, you know, let God take over and, you know, take the wheel type deal wow. and just, just breathe and execute. So how old were you at this point? 25? 24? 23. 23? Are you like, I mean, I'm 22 right now. Like, I can't even imagine, like, I'm still like taking like, like class online, you know? Like, I can't imagine in one year me being on the mound and like, pitching against Christian Yelich. Like, yeah. is that even going through your head? Like, oh my God, Christian Yelich is standing 60 feet away from me and I'm going to strike this dude out. I've never really, like I said earlier, I don't really get starstruck. Okay. So like, Braun's leading off. Like, I've been watching that dude for 100 years yeah, now. Yeah, literally. Like, yeah. The MVP. Um, right? Probably. Back in the day. Yeah, yeah, he was an MVP. And like, so I don't see hitters that way. I see hitters as heat maps. As stupid as that sounds. Yeah. Kind of like, like you're the Terminator. <laughs> you no, see um, but like, um, the, the heat. Like if you, get, if you get caught up in names, yeah, it's just going to consume you mm-hmm. and chew you up and spit you out. Yeah. Like, I never face pool holes, but like, if you get caught up in it being pool holes, yeah. you're, you're going to lose yourself. Yeah. It's like, you know, Braun comes to the plate, like, you know, it was, you know, where's his holes? Mm-hmm. What is bronze holes? Not it's Ryan's bronze. Yeah. Or like you know, like. And then months later, I find out that, I mean, he's my favorite umpire to throw to. Now, but at the time, I didn't even really know who he was. Pitching ninja, mm-hmm. like blew him up. But I had John 
Tompain. Okay. The Ripper. Okay. Who stabs dudes when he punches them out. You yeah, 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 this guy? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. stabbing the hitter. Yeah. No idea. I go back and watch the, like, highlight all reel of, your, of all my punch-outs. Yeah. And I got two, two looking. And I mean... He really let it go. He let them rip. Like, he stabbed Braun right in the heart. Like... Going back, I'm like, man, this debut can't even get any better now. Like, that's awesome. Just cool yeah. videos like that, and everything like, made it. Uh, so, fast forwarding again, I want to make sure we get fan questions in, and then also talk about, um, like a little bit of the future, and also give you a chance to talk about catch cancer looking. Mm. Uh, so, I'm at, I'm a pull like three out of here, but our man at Kyle Barfield, former teammate, asked. Is it true he slept in a hammock the whole year in junior college? And you've hinted the hammock when you're talking about the minor league living situation, but just take us through real quick what the hammock situation was. Is it like an Eno? It's an Eno hammock. Okay. In an outdoor patio stand. So like the metal snap poles strung up. Wrap myself in a cocoon like with a blanket because it's freezing. Anybody who's ever slept in a hammock knows it could be 100 degrees outside. When you have air under you, it is freezing. Okay. <laughs> so when you set your air down to like 64, it's even colder. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I slept in a hammock. Uh, I found a way on the road to sleep in a hammock. I would string it from the deadbolt to, you know, another door or like tables or whatever. And But yeah, I found that, you know, my back felt its best sleeping in a hammock. Oh, wow. This and is I like that. That could be more junior college. That could not be. And I liked the consistency of it. That could not be. More. Like switching beds on the road, hotel beds. Like, no, I slept in a hammock. Yeah. That's incredible. Wow. I also will post the video slash, like, screenshot of that. Uh, this next question, or this next comment, this is kind of like a duel. Um, and I think it says da- a dad and his kid. Mm-hmm. So dad... Uh, just wanted to put out there no question just wanted to thank Devin for being an inspiration to my son that's at Juco2 or Juco2 and then his son asked a question uh, at Joey Kooks are you still in contact with any of your care team from when you were in the hospital all of them that's awesome Um, talk to Peg regularly and talk Mm -hmm. about her Um, when I go home I'll go in and visit the nurses that are there yeah um but yeah, like my core nurses that I talked about how I was crazy earlier. Like, <laughs> you know, I had my my pack. Yeah. If you weren't in that pack, if you weren't in that circle, yeah, I would make your life a little yeah, hell. Yeah, you're difficult. Don't touch me. Yeah. Don't come at me with needles. You're comfortable with the Don't people. Don't hand me pills. <laughs> this has come up like so many times. <laughs> Don't come near me. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure her name was Amy. Uh-huh. I made her leave. She was new. Yeah. And I gave her hell. And she was nervous and missed yeah. my court and poked me. Ugh. And yeah. the 10-year-old me MF'd her hard. She's probably scarred, too. Hard. Amy, she wasn't, Amy Devin, sorry. Yeah. Are you sorry? I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't around, wasn't around very long. And yeah. I, you know, I, I do feel bad. But, like, I had my core. Yeah. And, like, when I would go in for procedures. Right. You know, if it was outside my core, like I had to go to like. If you, you know, saw a different face, MRI or whatever. Yeah. You know, I got in a fight with this one lady because, you know, I was very observant. Yeah. You know, I still to this day think I can do a lot of the medical things that these nurses did to me just because I watched. Yeah, yeah. 
this lady pulls out a two and three quarter needle and I'm a two and a quarter needle or one and three quarter, whatever it was. Yeah. And it was like, you know, two thirds too big. Yeah. I was like, that's too big. She was like, no, it's not. This is your size. This is my job. I was yeah. like, that's not the size needle. I wow. And she, a 10 year old, she poked it through the back of my port and I, oh, I, Blew her out. Oh, I let her New Jersey it. way. Oh yeah, <laughs> got a rule. Oh, that's amazing. But yeah, my you know Dr. Halligan. You know, I don't want to cry during this, but like yeah, no, no. surprised me at my wedding. Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't know. Awesome. Yeah. Like told me, I, like he told me, look, sorry, but I got to work. I'm not gonna be able to make it. I do remember no, telling me this. Yeah, that's yeah. so cool. He surprised. He said he wasn't gonna be able to make it, and I come out from the the groomsman suite. Yeah. Headed out for the ceremony. And he's got these big bushy eyebrows. Yeah. And I scanned the crowd, just kind of taking it all yeah. in, like my debut, just yeah, like really I mean, taking it should, in. And I scanned, crying so much. And I yeah. freaking, well, I lost it. Yeah. I came over after the ceremony. He's like, "Do you think I would miss this, bud?" <laughs> he's like, "I love you." And that's he's amazing. like, "And this is how crazy this doctor is." He goes, "I can't stay for the reception. I got a flight in an hour. I'm on call. I have to get home." And I was like, this man just flew in for the ceremony. So he truly, like, was very fine line with, like, him making it. Yeah. Because he actually had to. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, so at Joey Kooks, that's, yeah. thanks for your question. And your Great dad, question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've got a question, Dev. Um, can we talk about your tattoos? Yeah. Um, first tattoo, mm-hmm. favorite tattoo, meanings of the tattoos. This could be very brief. Yeah. Um, should I get one? Do I need to get one? Should we get matching tattoos? Um, if you strike out Trout three times in a game, we can get matching tattoos. All of us. All of us here. And you are... Tucker sent me... Um, We're getting a tattoo, yeah. Yeah. We've Tucker's, been talking about it since we... you know. So let's just dive into that entire tattoo. Um, so first tattoo, um, if you want to count my cancer tattoos. Okay. Um, when you get radiation, they line up the lasers. Okay. Uh, so they needs to be perfect so they give you tattoos so I have three dots like one right on my bladder and then two on my hips okay um so those are there they'll be there uh and then the other one is I got a fish hook that enters the skin and exits the skin I got that after I got married since I can't wear a wedding band when mm-hmm. I pitch so it's like I'm hooked okay um so that's for being married and then one sitting I got uh Marshall Who's my pup? And then Rookie Rosenbagger's on the back. He's a he's our younger pup. Yellow Rose for my time in Texas. Um, and then it's gonna be all like nautical pirate theme, mm-hmm. so uh, I got the porthole there. Okay. And then up here you're gonna have to blur this, but um, I don't think I care about picking up. Got the, the hammerhead and the mermaid. Um, as long as I can remember my dad called me hammerhead. I'm obsessed with sharks, shark teeth, everything shark. So, dude, it's so cool. Got the hammerhead, and then mermaid is Brie. So, me and my wife. Oh, that is so sick. Yeah. So that's that's where we're at. Birch is obsessed with tattoos. Um, we so don't have one either. Do you have a? Um, whoa, watch that. Um, do you have a? Um, like a guy that you go to? Mm-hmm. Is it in Minnesota? No, Delray Beach, Florida. Okay. Jeff Kazan. And he, he's going to do, he's going to like do all yours? He's going to do most of them. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, so he's going to do the big pieces. So my, I'm doing a, 
Sailor Jerry traditional mm. Americana type deal, mm. three quarter. So the big pieces will be all done by hand. Okay. The next one will be in here. I'm getting uh, Blackbeard's flag. I okay. love pirates and love Edward Teach. So I'm going to go there and then going to have Jaws up here. So then the big pieces will pretty much be done. And then all the other spaces fillers, will be fillers yeah. with, you know, little things from my life and maybe a little, you know, lizard or something like you talked about. <laughs> we are, because we were talking about, um, uh, we were talking before this, we were talking about his dogs. And I was like, any other animals slash whatever, like, would you get it? Like, if you get a pet lizard, are you going to put it on there? And then he was like, yeah, I'd do it. Yeah. But okay. So what about y'all's tattoo? Yeah. So... I mean, we talked been about, talking about we, this for yeah, a while. Yeah, we talked about it at San Jack when we were at college together. And we didn't really have it. I mean, originally there was an idea of, like, we wanted it to be, like, kind of like Western Cowboy Texas theme because our time in, in Houston yeah. and Texas yeah. together. Um, and, you know, I guess through the years we've become more adapt to liking, like, the Western-style cowboy theme. Yeah. Um, and And, like, we started off with, like, wanted like a snake and like you know the state of texas but like i kind of pushed back away from that as the years went down because i think a lot of people just have like the state of texas on it and i'm just like i like you know like as you too like you want to you don't want to have like the same thing everybody else has and so i'm just thinking like what what's something cool Uh, and this is pretty recent of just like what we could get and so i hit up my guy brian claus who i went to school with shout out brian um i went to school with at baylor and he does great artwork and he and specifically he does a lot of cool like western theme and he's very into that theme as well so he knows how to do it and i just kind of thought of like you know let's get a vaquero like a like a cowboy vaquero um and like the whole cactus theme which is very very rooted in like texas and kind of tying it into like our style like we love uh you know kind of wet like big cowboy boot guy jeans western theme cowboy hat whatever um as well as i do and then like the difference in it is like i also love sneakers and so like what what contradicts like a western cowboy more than like a pair of like jordans on you know and like i love that so much because like it literally is my style of wearing like pearl snap t-shirts and like my cowboy hat sometimes and then throwing on a pair of jordans you know yeah so mine specifically is like a like those cow have you seen those pictures of like the cowboys leaning up against the wall sleeping with like their hat yeah with their hat hat down so so it's a a guy leaning up against a cactus which is kind of funny because like who leans up against a cactus but that's not the point uh, cowboy leaning up against a cactus and he's just cowboyed out and mine's gonna have Jordans on and then Devin's gonna is doing his own little twist on it where he'll have his cowboy boots on and he's gonna make a little like star like a nighttime you know star of the moon in the background so uh, you know it's coming together it's developing we'll probably get it like in the next month Um, oh really I would, I would think so. He, he just sent us our first, you know, mock yeah. uh, rough draft. And so it's pretty close to being done. Uh, and he'll finish it on his own terms. And then we'll we'll clean it up with him uh, when it's done. But I think it's going to look pretty sick. But that's it. Tuck, you know where you're going to get that? No, I got a recommendation from my boss. No, like on your body. Oh, I'm thinking inner bicep. From your boss? About the artist to go to. Because there's a lot of like finer details in it. And like a lot of like small lines. And I want to make sure, like, you go to someone that that's comfortable and and good at using finer detail. Can um, we do a pod with that guy? 
maybe can we do like an on set or can i come and we, we could go yeah, live we'll talk to him yeah we'll talk to him uh all right so we're wrapping up i want to give you the opportunity just to talk about catch cancer looking uh if y'all haven't seen Devin um sell shirts uh via catch cancer looking the brand the 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 mission the mission statement um it's a silhouette of Devin. Um, and it's a backwards K on the hat with like his rec specs on. It's really I love, cool logo. love the rec specs. Yeah, so just kind of fill the people in that don't know about it, what it is, and then what they can do um, to help. Yeah, so I, um, you know, everybody's blessed with a story and blessed mm-hmm. with a platform to, you know, has their purpose in life. And, you know, I've been blessed with baseball and the ability to reach out and inspire and, you know, so I still do a lot for Katie's Crusaders, which is a girl who passed away right before I was diagnosed, but mm-hmm. we became very close with the family. And, um, you know, donating to cancer causes is very tough in my eyes because yeah. <clears throat> I like to see the change. Right. right. If you give money to a hospital, I could go to a new coffee shop. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah. That's not what my purpose is. And if you give money to cancer research, it's also tough. You, 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 just don't see it happening yeah. or like you don't see the changes um so like with katie's crusaders barbara's friends in florida is who you know i've linked up with down at home and then <clears throat> still working on a place in minnesota like yeah once the, you know plants are you know staked a little bit more i'll be able yeah. to go but um <clears throat> you know what what they do is you know like if a kid's insurance company stops covering numbing cream you know we'll cut a check or right gas money for parents like you know my parents struggled you know we had to go from jersey to philly yeah. over that bridge like you know tolls go through the roof yeah we've helped shooting more, even hospital yeah. parking i mean yeah we've helped well it, it pick up family <laughs> they uh mortgages we've helped with uh-huh. um you know they do a trip usually every year to you know disney world there's camp can do cool. which is for kids fighting and siblings so like there's a siblings camp where they can go just vent about you know yeah you know, all the shit that they got to go through because yeah. I can't even imagine. And then um, the patients are there. They have their own side of the camp. There's all these nurses and stuff, and it just lets them go be kids. Cool. And um, but yeah, mostly it's you know it just goes to helping the everyday life for you know these kids fighting mm-hmm. just to get a little bit better and you know help with yeah you know, monetarily as much as we can. Yeah. Where so how how can people go to that help um, I'm sure it's as easy as, as looking up catch cancer looking mm-hmm. Devin Smeltzer on Google and go into that link yeah it's uh, there's a link in my bio and on my Instagram page that takes you to 500 level and then 500 level is a t-shirt company that you know makes the shirts for us yeah and, you know cuts the proceeds so um, yeah. I've been doing the shirts for two years yeah you know Corona has kind of really put a damper on everything we were going to do a different face shirt with Ooh. the beard this year Ooh, yeah. So I'm just going to have was, to roll. It's a goatee right now. I'm going to have to we roll the beard, beard over till next year. Okay. Just from a marketing standpoint, yeah. I thought it was a good idea. Yeah, keep it up to date. If I change my facial hair every year, the fans are going to have to buy more shirts to be <laughs> up to date. And we want you to buy more shirts. And we want you to buy more shirts. So, yeah, we'll we'll even plug it for sure. We'll plug it on, on the IG as much as we can, whatever pool we have. But buy a shirt. Buy a hoodie. Best pro- podcast in Burgrove. Uh, best <laughs> podcast on, on the west side of Houston. Uh, Do we own that? Probably not. Probably. Uh, probably. 
Maybe. We, we'll go through that for legal okay. purposes. Yeah. But, uh, man, there's still so much that we, we can talk about talk and about. we will talk about again. Um, but I'm glad we covered that basis. Uh, this is the sign-off. Any shout-outs you want to give to? Uh, uh, to friends, family, um, teammates. God. And then... Thank you, God. The one above. Um, so this is your this is your little time to, to give your sign off. Yeah, I mean it's just a it's a pleasure to be here. Shout out to the Jack for you know the Jack. If it wasn't for the Jack, yeah, yeah, we would be here. If it we wasn't for junior here. college baseball, yeah, none of this would we happen. We would be here. Big believer in everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Big believer that you cross paths with everybody for a reason. Yeah, you know you're my brother, and a lot of these you know guys are brothers and. Uh, so yeah, I just I love you guys and yeah. appreciate you. I just met this clown. Yeah. But I can tell this relationship's gonna go on. Good, good, yeah. Yeah, good it's easy group, to get so. along with this one. Yeah. So we've got a lot to learn. Easy and Heck yeah. Well that's it. Appreciate you guys. Um that was part one with Devin Smeltzer. Um Well, we're ha- I'm hanging out with Devin after this, but uh <laughs> anyways, that's it. All right, thanks. Love you guys. If I ever get out that way